I yeah, I'm I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry too. I'm ashamed. Yeah, that's embarrassing. I think I'm a bad influence. I'm sorry, Lucas. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm you sorry, should Lucas, be too. I'm glad you were like enjoying yourself a little bit. There were a couple times I could see you on the camera just like watching us, like these fucking idiots. I'm just gonna we, sit here and enjoy the show. We went overboard last week. Yeah, a little. Drank a little too much. Drank a little, drank, went, a little smoke. Well, the podcast went on 45 minutes too long. Some people would say an hour and a half too long. Maybe three hours too long. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, yeah, maybe three hours too long. But, you know, we apologize. And that's the important thing is we're coming out here saying it, which means we're better than you. Not spraying it. So get ready for three hours and 15 minutes today. <laughs> Sorry, Marina. You bitches. She Sorry, so Lucas. We're apologizing to all of you beforehand, but we <laughs> are taking matters into our own hands. Six beers today. This is the worst apology ever. No, I'm kidding. I'm. We're really sorry. Yeah. But what about you? Want to respond to your other accusations, Brandon? Oh, what the, did I? The sexual harassment variety. I'm. Oh. I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> no. that's an like, admission I... of guilt. What did you do? I don't know what I did. What did I do, Lucas? Was this when I was drunk? It had to have been to me, right? No, it was over a series of eight years through high school and oh college. Oh my god, yeah. Brandon. Fuck. You're an actual monster. Not the ones they write about, but the ones Wait, we live with. eight years through high school and college. I've been in college for eight years, so it didn't happen in the latter years of college. Just Well, you cleaned up after you got hitched to Marina, yeah. But before okay. that, you were really a sexual predator. So from from so my senior year and seven years of college, it was eighth grade year of middle school to three years through college. I was yeah. a menace. No, because the go. first eighth? year of dating Marina, you were still you're still yeah. You weren't sure where shit. it was going to go. Oh, okay. So yeah. freshman to four years into college. Yeah, I like it better if I were an eighth grader for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it better. This is a sexual allegation thing, but for some reason I like it better if I were in, starting in eighth grade. I like it if we're all young. <laughs> That's what he's saying. We're, and we're sorry for it. But mostly for the podcast Yeah, thing. mostly for that. I didn't do any of that other shit. We're sorry. Lucas, we're sorry. Marina. We're sorry. Alex, all you listeners, we're sorry. Yeah. You don't have to apologize. And to you God, tried to keep us on we're track. Sorry. <laughs> we're sorry. We're sorry. And so with that, we're sorry. You can't handle the truth. Get it. Bring back your goddamn money. But I know it will. I can do better. My mom always said. I was supposed to do that earlier, but I was gonna do since you've been gone. I was gonna change it again. <laughs> she started singing it. I lost it. <laughs> Wait a second. Classic rock song. Yeah, Kelly Clarkson. Since you've been gone, well, she's also, a rocker. Breakaway? We're also sorry for what that sounded like in your ears. We, we're sorry. Yeah. Me doing the immigrant song. You're doing the immigrant song. Since you've been gone, it's Seth just I'm singing cackling. "Welcome to the Jungle" after after death, breathing for a little bit. We're sorry. 
We're sorry. Did you say breeding? Breathing. Are these sexual allegations about you? <laughs> this is going to be a running joke in this one, I guess. Oh, no. Um, what up, bitches? We're back. We're sorry. Yep. And um, we're here to bring you a new podcast. And this week... We're sorry. We're doing a move. <laughs> and this, <laughs> this week, week we're, we're sorry. sorry. We gotta do the... Um, <laughs> All the celebrities get together and they sing "Imagine" by John Lennon. <laughs> yeah, because everybody we heal the world. Yeah, with that song did, just like I did. saw. I saw a thing where it was like John Mayer got a thing to sing "Imagine" like everybody else was doing, mm-hmm. but he thought it was "Imagine" by Ariana Grande. <laughs> so he starts singing. And I don't even know this song. Just, nah, 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 nah. It was like upbeat and whatnot, and they played it, and he's like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> no, that doesn't fit." You guys know Zach Fox? No. Oh, yeah. Or Fox Sports. Did you see, he got a bunch of uh, comedians together, like Eric Andre, I think, um, Thundercat, if you know Thundercat. They got a bunch of those guys together after the Imagine video came out, and he did, like, a Biggie song instead. So, they're all just, like, I I forget what (laughs) song it was, but it was a little... It's probably just Big Papa. It could have been. Uh, Zach Fox is the boyfriend on Abbott Elementary, if you've you've watched that, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love Abbott Elementary. Oh, yeah. He's... What's the main the lead's boyfriend? Yeah, nice. Yeah. Wait, he's a bird. The boyfriend, the not not the not the not substitute teacher. Hates Chris, yeah, no, the no. rapper. That the, the 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 clean rapper boyfriend. That guy's yeah. awesome. He's he so awesome. funny, dude. Have you he seen is. Abbott Elementary? No, I'm, I'm actually going to watch it now that I know he's in it, though. It's it's actually really good too. Oh, Have you guys watched it yet? Yeah, me and Al go. We watched it twice. Yeah, we're we're teachers. Yeah. That's what we do. Yeah, plug plug in Abbott Elementary. You're teachers. That's a good segue. Speaking of teachers, um, we're sorry. So I've got I've we're got who are sorry, teachers. and I got some questions for you guys. Do you like teachers? Love uh, them. I think I'm on record multiple times since I've been on like dissing teachers. Anti-teacher, yeah. Yeah, because what was it? We were talking about the enemy of laughter, and I was like, teachers. Yeah. So <laughs> you, yeah, no, you I don't it. like them. And my other question is, do you like rock music? Yeah. That's Fuck yeah. And my third question is, so, do you like Jesse yeah. from Toy Story? Yeah, a good a good added character. Sure. I don't know. You don't know. I don't know. I need a yes or a no. I, I want you she, to be binary. This is the she first thing I haven't... She what? She loved a horse? Yeah, no, she's sorry. I don't like her. It's, okay. Yeah, I don't like horses. Okay. They freak me out. Well, if you said yes to liking teachers, rock music, and or Jesse from Toy Story, you come to the right place. This is the good, the bad, and the movies. And this week we watched School of Rock from 2003. But that's a My good first movie. I, I threw this movie in here because I, I, one, I want to explore the goods in the good, the bad, and the movies a little more than what <laughs> we started with. But also, like, this movie... I think, in a way, it is good, but I don't think people realize how good it can be if you really look at it in a way. Like, mm. they're like, oh, yeah, School of Rock, I like that movie, but when you when you really look at it, it's a lot better than you think. I've never met or somebody who didn't love it. Or what, Lucas? Or is it? We're here to debate. Yeah, we are here to debate it, so. And We're, Seth had never seen it before, so. I, this is my first viewing. Wow, Really? Yep. Yeah, I don't watch My... movies. I don't know if you guys knew that about me. Correct. And, and he, he doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> and yeah. he reads the Communist Manifesto. Right. Every other week. <laughs> and he's sorry. <laughs> and I'm sorry. <laughs> he's, a, he's a Communist Manifesto, non-podcast listening, non-movie watcher, sorry human being. Yeah. 
Well, being a sorry human being makes it sound like... <laughs> a sorry excuse for a human being. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're you, you know, a human the, being that is sorry. Check yeah. all the boxes, though. That is me to a T. Um, and <laughs> before we get into it, we're drinking beers today. Seth, tell us about our beer. Uh, I brought some more from my brewery. I didn't actually plan on drinking them on the podcast. Yeah. I was just buying them as a gift for Brandon because I get a free one when we get new beers to come out. I get a free four-pack. Uh, oh, this is this new? Yeah, this is brand new. This is nice. like three days ago. A new forper? Yeah, a forper, as we call him. He gets it. Um, but it's forper, a, I hardly know her. <laughs> it's a, it's a I smoothie forped this chick last night. I forped a chick? And that's and that's how I got the allegations. Took her to my penthouse and I forped her. I forped her. This is getting weird. Um, it's talk a about the beer. IPA. I'm gonna. Yeah. That's that's different. I've never yeah. heard of a smoothie IPA. And that was why I wanted to get it for you because it. I know you don't like IPAs, but it's got like it's like a creamy body to it. Um, they've made it before, but it's like double the strawberry that they did it with this year. They took out the lactose. It was a milkshake IPA last year, but now it's okay. lactose free. I always wondered what a milk milkshake beer like. You know, like there's like milkshake stouts or yeah. things like that. Okay, it's really just the body of them. You can taste the thickness of it. Okay, and just feel it. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So I wanted to bring it to so you could try it, but I, you can drink it on the, on the pod. Yeah, we could drink it on the pod. I wanted something. I was yelling at Seth because we needed something themed. Yeah. And you almost bought... Zymopunk is the name of our Pilsner. I can, I can bring that, too. It's like a staple. That won't go away. So Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll find. And I was like... We I want something rock themed, but anything could be a band name. <laughs> anything could be... But I was like, I want something that's like rock and roll. And I was like, I got it. Rolling Rock. And I was like, wait, we drank 18 of those. Yeah. We can't do Rolling Rock again after the space month. So, um, yeah. But I, I actually like it. As for an IPA, bam. Does, does this have alcohol bam! content on it yeah. again? Um... It didn't last time. No, I can never find it. I it says, I when a blend of wild berries meets a fruit-flavored fusion of Simcoe hops That's how you and vanilla, these. bam, this smoothie IPA is the result. Slide down a Montana mountainside with the malt barley base enhanced with real fruit. Each silky sip is all berry without the hoppy bite. I really like it. That's pretty much what I said about it, too. <laughs> and just fewer words. Yeah, and just fewer words. Do you guys Why have say- a, a guy who writes those? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a catalog writer. There's, like, a sales department. We got a guy that's, like, our boss in front of house. We have a a head chef who does the kitchen. No, this is for the podcast. We hire somebody to write him. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, I don't know who that is. It's Chaz Beagleman. Right. Yeah, he writes all this stuff. Yeah, there's a whole marketing team that does all the cans and shit. It's, It's Greg Squeegee. And so, yeah, that's our beer today. So let's talk about the movie a little bit. We got a director of Richard Linklater. Ugh. Is, he came. My my king. He's, Probably my he, favorite director of all time. I was going to say, Interesting. PTA's up there for you. I knew that. I knew Linklater's up there. PTA? Paul it's, Thomas it's, Anderson. It's got to be one yeah. of those two. And I think I, think I have I've come to enjoy Linklater more in my, uh, in my elder years, my golden age. In your Elden Ring. Mm. Um, well, Richard Linklater has a very good IMDb. He has um, one called It's Impossible to Learn to Plow by Reading Books. <laughs> <laughs> He's got that right. He's done Dazed and Confused. Ugh. Why'd you say it like that? I don't know. Because he was dazed. I was so dazed <laughs> and confused. And confused. Um, he's done the Before Trilogy. Oh, my God. <laughs> just just 
four right there four of my like favorite 15 maybe movies of all time all three befores are in there yeah i think i gave before midnight a four and a half star on my letterbox account but the other two are five stars it's i mean it's the best trilogy in movie history in my opinion before before midnight's the last one right yeah Su- sunrise sunset midnight is letterbox out yep. of five or those bad scores no that's out, out of five. five yeah okay um he's also done the remake of bad news bears with billy bob thornton that was a remake yeah okay there's a really old one with like tatum o'neill on it i think um and i actually have that kind of I didn't know that he directed that, and I have that on my list of movies for the podcast. So okay. maybe we'll come back to some Link Lauder later. Um, some Link later. But nice. Uh, how did I not fucking come up? He did idiot. that Jack Black movie, Bernie. He fucking did, yeah. Um, he did Everybody Wants Some. Another lovely romp. Yeah, it was like baseball themed, and he did the <laughs> it was very- baseball themed. Very critically acclaimed, almost best picture winner, Boyhood. God, fuck, I thought he did Boyhood. Yeah, he did, which is a masterpiece of a film. And that's, for those who don't know, that's the movie where he famously spent nine years or 12 years, it was 12 years, um, filming the slave. He spent 12 12 years years a slave. slave. (laughs) No, he spent 12 years filming his slave boy as he grew up. (laughs) He's sorry. He would like do like a uh, film for like a week every year or whatever, and you're in like little increments in the movie, and so it sort of points together a picture of a child growing up. And that's yeah. kind of a gimmick he, he I mean, not a gimmick, but a, a tactic he uses because in the Before trilogy, for those who don't know, the first movie is set in like 94 or whatever. The sequel comes nine years later. The characters are also in the movie nine years later advanced, and then the, the third movie comes out nine years after that. So it's like you see the characters at their point in time in nine year increments, which I think is pretty cool. And not, not a whole lot of American film directors are doing stuff like that. It takes a lot of dedication to stick to a project like that. And mm-hmm. it's appreciative. The only thing I can think of is like the newest episodes of star Wars where, um, they had God, what's his name? Luke Skywalker. Mark uh, Hamill. Mark, yeah. Yeah. Like he reprised a role for a minute. I think Harrison Ford came back and yeah, he did they, like CGI Carrie Fisher in. Well, she was in while she was alive and right. then gone, yeah. Right, right, right. But I thought there was some person. Yeah, they 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 put in the work for it. And, and it, it, has, it has been nine years since Before Midnight came out, so I wonder if we will get a fourth installment this year. Bef- well, he's already done so- Before the Bars Close. It's the fourth one. That's it. <clears throat> uh, but yeah. Sorry. And yeah, Boyhood, like we said, that one is a, a masterpiece. It's... Um, it almost won Best Picture. Lost to Birdman. I love Birdman. That that year, which was a strong year, real toss up winner that year. Yeah, which that was Birdman Whiplash too, wasn't it? That was the year of Whiplash. Yeah, yeah. Birdman or the unexpected virtue of ignorance. No, yeah. I was asking Seth, Seth which Birdman he preferred. <laughs> yeah, that's right. There's the rapper. There was the movie. There was the basketball player. player. Oh, is this your tweet? Yeah, yeah. some sen- some self promotion. I would go with the movie. Movie, probably. Just because that's maybe my favorite movie of all time. All right. High and praise. a yeah, writer today really is a writer that we've had on here before. It's Mike White. <laughs> High praise. The guy that's seen six movies. <laughs> Might be my favorite. <laughs> so, uh, Mike, no, you're good. That's a good one. Mike White, Survivor runner-up. Yeah, Mike White. He was on Survivor. The writer of this, he took second one year. He played Ned Schneebly. He is the writer of this. Oh, Braden White's dad. Yep. And um, he's written things like, uh, he wrote an episode of Dawson's Creek. 
He wrote um, Chuck and Buck, <laughs> Freaks and Geeks, Ooh. Year of the Dog, Jinjo. He wrote Nacho Libre, which oh. is where he's come up before because we've done that one on here. Oh, have you? Nice. Yep. If you listen to the podcast, you would know. Yeah, that's one. I haven't gotten around to that one yet, but <laughs> I'm sure it's it's right up next in the queue. Um, he's done the Emoji Movie. He wrote the Emoji Movie. You guys didn't Hell do that yeah. one. No, but it's on our list. <laughs> and um, if you would have listened to the podcast, you would have <laughs> known that we haven't done it. And he wrote uh, Pitch Perfect 3, only the third one. Hired I- Gun. Wait, what, what did you Pitch Perfect 3, Hired Gun. He's a hired gun. Yeah, that's the full <laughs> title of Pitch Perfect 3. <laughs> he did um, the one and only Ivan. He's done... 45 episodes of School of Rock, the TV series. What? He's done the TV show The White Lotus, and he has he's writing in the process of the anticipated release of Despicable Me 4. Doesn't that just come out, or is that three? There's that's, a third one? Yeah, that's the... Well, I think three's already out, too. I think it's a second Minions movie that just came out. Yeah. Because there's the original one that was good. The original one's very good. The second one, which they added Kirsten... Kristen Dunst. Wiggs, sorry. Kristen Wiggs, Kristen and then he Wiggs falls in love, which is just okay. And then the third one I haven't seen, but it's got the fancy 80s guy. Sure. And has a villain. It's like Dr. Disrespect is the villain. <laughs> That's the like worst villain hair. ever. That guy's like six seven, and he always wears aviators, and he's got a mullet. Like that's the ideal villain. Yeah, the new one that just came out is called Minions: The Rise of Gru. That's not okay. Which is which has spawned the cultural pho- phenomenon of gentle minions. I just can't believe there's gonna be a fourth Spickle Minion. Yeah, exactly. And so yeah, that's Mike White. We got Richard Linklater. Uh, I have a picture of the minions hitting the two towers. That's terrible. That is terrible. Get rid of it. It's canon. I think they did it. <laughs> Um, and then a cast for you today. We got Jack Black as our leading man. Mm-hmm. You got Mike White. You got Joan Cusack, who is the voice of Jesse in Toy Story. You have John Cusack. No, we don't have John. Just Joan. He's got, on IMDb. You got Adam Pascal. You got Lucas Papa Papa Elias. You got Chris Stack. You got a small role for Sarah Silverman. And you've got um, a young breakout role for Miss Miranda Cosgrove. I Carly herself. Of Nickelodeon fame. John Cusack was in the film? I looked up the cast the other day. <laughs> it, he's in the cast, but he I never rock. saw him. He oh, was rock. Shit. I missed it. <laughs> so yeah, that's our cast today. Nice. Pretty, oh, pretty low-key, I'd say, outside of Jack Black. John Cusack is kind of, is like, a, is a, a decent name, but not a big name. Miranda Cosgrove's I think people our age, everybody knows her. Yeah, but this but is before Carly, even. This is before Drake and Josh. Yeah, this is way back then. So you're saying at the time it was a pretty low-key cast? Yeah, then? I think so. Like, I okay. think this whole production was pretty pretty low-key. Besides Jack Black and Richard Linklater. And the, yeah, and the amount of coke that Jack Black did. Like, no when way. Sarah Silverman is your number three. Oh, like, I love Sarah Silverman. Jack Black does a lot of coke. Is that is that for sure? Is that we, canon? We've talked about this is before. Is that Nick Cannon? We've talked we're about talking Chuck, Tim Allen. No, we've me and Brandon have talked about Jack Black's coke use on a uh, on Nacho Libre. Yeah, hmm. I can't remember what it was. What well, what is it again? He does it. 
<laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> duh, stupid me. There's like I'm a twist. He does idiot. coke, but he does it through like both nostrils at once. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I'm, yeah. What's that crazy he, thing about Jack Black and cocaine? <laughs> he does it outside of him doing cocaine. Yeah, he eats it. But I'm stupid. <laughs> I should have I should have seen that coming. I honestly thought there was more to it because you were like, "What do you mean, Jack Black does coke? Like, what's the crazy part?" Yeah, um, that's just a well-known fact about the man. And a plot: after being kicked out of his rock band, Dewey Finn no becomes way. a substitute teacher of an uptight elementary private school, only to try and turn his class into a rock band. Is that? That's it. That was the plot. Yeah, it's pretty pretty rock. Pretty rock and pop. Pretty metal. Yeah. And, um... Pretty school of it, actually. Is, yeah. Too cool for school of rock. Can you imagine being the kid who's too cool for school of rock? That kid must that... be <laughs> drowning <laughs> in vagina. Drowning in puss, and his mohawk is 16 feet tall. That's yeah. the coolest kid ever. He's got big-ass, like, gauges in his ear. Yeah, and his teeth are all there. He's riding a motorcycle at Without a seat. Eight. Without he, a seat, yeah. Damn. He's, he's ghost-riding. He he's ghost-riding the jib. He smokes a pack at a time, all at once. Oh, and my God. And he only smokes Newport menthols. How many are in a pack? 18, I think. So he's smoking 18 menthols at a... T- just, uh, oh, all at once. Like, yeah. not within a day. You're saying he puts all 18 to Yeah, he smokes yeah, a yeah, pack at a time. Hell yeah. <laughs> he's just, building an immunity. The, the fucking menthols in his mouth, just like a giant glizzy. That's ah. so punk rock. That is pretty punk rock. <laughs> it's just like exercise in your lungs. When you are too cool for the school of rock, you can take a glizzy. You die very young. <laughs> he's a god. And that man today is Kanye West. <laughs> The inspiration for this movie, Kanye West. Actually, this is the year that um, College Dropout came out, isn't it? Oh three. College Dropout came out in like oh five or oh six, I think. Oh, I think graduation was. was like oh six, though. So I thought College Dropout would have been about oh three. No, you're wrong. <laughs> Fact check. Okay, no, no, don't look it up. Fact I'm just check. gonna accept that I'm wrong. Two thousand four. Oh, so like College 5%. Dropout. Ah. Okay, but when was graduation? Just I graduated so I, in 2013. I'm not, like, double wrong. Yeah, it's oh, he's 2014. Yeah. You're the young one here. I'm 2007 here. graduation. Oh, shit. Mm. Why do I look like the oldest one? <laughs> oh, Lucas, before we get derailed, I have to tell you real quick. I'm buying Seth a birthday present, and I'm having it shipped here, and I already showed him what it is. But it's, um, it's a custom present that... I didn't actually even customize, so it's, it's not, not really custom. custom. You could just buy already. it. On Zazzle.com, it's a towel, and engraved in it says Mr. Belvedere. <laughs> nice. Are you like, going to only use it a... for Mr. Belvedere-related yeah. activities? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, which could be a, a plethora of things. Yeah, but... it really could be. So, uh, <laughs> A bevy, that's what I was looking for. A bevy. And now, some history for School of Rock. Sorry, I'm just bouncing this. School here. of Rock is a 2003 comedy film. Um, screenwriter Mike White's concept for the film was inspired by the Langley School's Music Project, which was a collection of recordings of children's choruses singing pop hits by the likes of the Beach Boys, Paul McCartney, and David Bowie. Hmm. Originally recorded in 1976 to 77, they are found and re-released only 25 years later in 2001 and became a cult hit and a successful example of outsider music. In addition... 
the idea for the movie also came when writer Mike White moved into um, the apartment next to Jack Black. <laughs> and White would often find Jack Black running naked through the halls or blasting much of the music featured in this movie at full volume. <laughs> and you wondered if he did cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what is it? He does it? He does it through both nostrils and he eats it. <laughs> so he just... He makes like a cake out of it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just goes to town. Uh, so that he can keep his figure. A cocaine. Yeah. Nice. Um... The film received praise for Black's performance and humor. Um, disregarding inflation, it was actually the highest grossing mu- music-themed comedy of all time until the release of Pitch Perfect 2 in 2015. Two. Um, a stage musical adaption opened on Broadway in December of 2015 by Andrew Lloyd Webber of, <laughs> of uh, Cats fame. Yeah. What else did he do? Rent? No. Did he do Rent too? Is that the one I'm thinking of? <laughs> no, that... It's one other big one. Is it? It's cats. Maybe it is rent. It might be. I'm looking it up. Go ahead and continue. Um, Please. Sorry, you're not. I'm not. And there was a television adaptation for Nickelodeon premiered on March 12, 2016. In 08, Jack Black said that a sequel was being considered. It was re- later Stand reported that direct. That's what That's it was. What Thank it you. Because. Rent is by the Tick Tick Boom guy, which I'm spacing on his name. Look his name up too. Okay. The right of rent. And they did Jesus Christ Superstar. Oh, nice. Starlight um, Express. Yeah, it was later reported that director Link, Link Lauder and producer Scott Rudin would return for the sequel. Mike White was returning as a screenwriter for the sequel titled School of Rock 2 America Rocks, which picks up with Finn leading a group of summer school students on a cross-country field trip that delves into the history of rock and roll. In 2012, uh, Jack Black stated that he believed the sequel was unlikely, saying, in quotes, I tried really hard to get all the pieces together. I wouldn't want to do it without the original writer and director, and we never got all got together and saw eye to eye on what the script would be. It was not meant to be, unfortunately, but added, in quotes, never say never, end quote. It does seem like Linklater has moved on to some more serious projects. I don't think he's done a movie like School of Rock. I think the last one kind of like that was probably Bernie. It's been a while. But Bernie was still was still serious. It was wild, but it was still kind of an integrity move for him not to make the sequel anyway, just for like Jack Black. Money. No, Mike White, right? Link Lauder. any of them. I think I Jack Mike Black would saying, be the most necessary for a sequel. Yes, for sure. You would think so, but you could definitely get a green lid anyway. And no, he was just saying that all of them couldn't get together and see eye to eye on the script, right? So. But, like, you could definitely make a sequel with different people and still just do it for the money. So I was saying it's, like, a cool integrity move to keep your body of work, like, pristine and something you can respect. Yeah. <laughs> Who did Rent? Uh, Jonathan Larson wrote a book based loosely based on Giacomo Puccini's 19, 1896 opera La Boheme. I don't know how to speak Italian. Boheme. I assume he's Italian. Uh, but, yeah, that's my history. So we've got... Good history. We've got uh, Broadway. We got TV. We got almost a sequel. Um, we got inspirations for it. Imagine living next door to Jack Black. Yeah, I bet you do a lot of coke. I might. I might partake a little bit. I mean, it's Jack Black, and you know, it just sounds like fun. Because he probably gets good stuff. Oh yeah, that Colombian oh, yeah. bam bam. Colombian, Colombian Bamberry. Yeah. 
That's what we'll call it. And so we're through our history, which means it's budget time. <laughs> Lucas is going to spit a rap of it this time. Okay. Just because. Because you said so. Yo, yeah. whack motherfuckers want to step to me. I say budget time, motherfucker. It's me. <laughs> rhymed me, me with me, me but yeah. he did it. But I loved all of it. I did too. <laughs> Um, so yeah, guess that budget time. Inspiration. What do we what do we think the budget is here today? Who's guessing first? I can guess first. Oh shit, this. he's calling you out. I'm not call- what I'm not calling anybody out. He's I'm just pointing the spot out dude. on the floor. I'm Katniss Everdeen and he's my little sister that gets no screen time because I keep talking over him. Primrose. <laughs> Primrose, that's his name. Um, it's Lucas's name. Oh. I'm gonna say yeah, fifteen million just keeps popping in my head. I'm gonna say fifteen million. Okay, okay. I think I think you're you're right around it. I'll guess it's twelve. I'll guess twenty one million dollars. They probably had a lot of music licensing, is what I'm guessing. Mm, yeah, good call. It was thirty five million. Oh mm, shit! Even more. Okay, good for them. Even more, even more, even less. Um, opening weekend. What do we think it made? I'm gonna guess this is a little bit of a slow burner. I'll say I'll say eleven million dollars opening weekend. That's pretty high. I'll say nine million dollars. Oh, okay. I guess I'll go twenty one. I'll go the other way. Nineteen point six. One of you is so close. (laughs) I was waiting for that too. He doesn't do it anymore. I kind of miss it. It used to make me anxious, but now I miss it. U.S. and Canada overall total. Yes, seventy. Five million dollars. I was gonna say eighty. One of you guys is so close. <laughs> it was four hundred million. <laughs> it's eighty-one point three. Wow. Oh, okay. That's and lastly, today. worldwide. I'm kind of killing it, Mr. Worldwide. Mr. Worldwide. Three three oh five. I'll say ninety-five million dollars. <laughs> Before you woogie too much. <laughs> I would ninety-six. Would I? I don't. I'll no, say one hundred two. 131.1. Damn. That was... 50 million. 50, yeah, 50 million. Outside. outside of the U.S. And Canada. And Canada, yeah. That's kind of crazy. That's I think not it was really a, part a lot of the of course. Palestine was pretty big on it. You think so? <laughs> Palestine's uh, big on rockin' and roll. And, <laughs> and cocaine. School. And cocaine. <laughs> and school. And girls in school. <laughs> <laughs> and they're sorry. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Um, So yeah, $35 million budget, bringing overall 131 in, so almost 100 mil profit. Profit of straight cashola. Jack Black's kind of a profit. That was so quiet. Mm. Jack Black's kind of a profit. Like Moses? Yeah. Beetle Moses. (laughs) The Beetle Moses. Yeah. Like if Moses was in the Beatles. That would be him. That's Jack Black. You can see that. Yeah. And now, it's tagline time. Okay. I don't have to be quiet. <laughs> um, you always hand it to me on the taglines. It takes me forever to find them. Okay. Heavy mental. Take notes. That's heavy mental dot dot dot. Don't know what that you means. Bumped- oh, shit. I bumped it, too. Like heavy Take metal, notes. but like mental. Yeah. Take Heavily notes, mental. Like school. Bit of a stretch. School. Yeah. 
a bit. Uh, um, sorry, I was thinking about the tagline you sent last night. Um, old school rock meets private school prep. That's not too bad. Yeah. That's like a little, it's not like a play on words, but it's good word association. His methods are unusual. His approach is unique, but his curriculum rocks. <laughs> That's a pretty good one. Mr. Black, except a CC, except no substitute. Come on, feel the noise with a Z. <laughs> that can't that, be a real. Was, that, his name's not Mr. Black. The place. <laughs> in the movie, yeah, it's not, it's not even by his name in the movie. <laughs> that is, they are putting too much into that tagline. He just landed the gig of his life. Fifth grade. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a great one. <laughs> That's the best one for sure. I want I want to say my favorite is the old school rock private school prep. That's like the I, best one. I do think it's got some good, like you said, word association, yeah, but objective. he just landed the gig of his life fifth grade. That's the funniest one. And it's also pretty good. It's, it is pretty good, but it makes it, I don't know. I guess it is kind of perfect. It's just so goofy. <laughs> We're tagline aficionados so here. Isn't yeah, that... we could come up with something better. Come we always on. pick the worst one. No, I think those are really good yeah, taglines. We usually have movies true. with terrible taglines. And then we come up with one on the spot. Yeah. Monkey facts. Yeah, monkey facts, which is <laughs> time not to, even a tagline. Time to cram for for Earth Zeppelin. What's <laughs> Are you still trying to make it space related? <laughs> no, Earth science, but Earth Zeppelin. <laughs> no, it's like school is out for and rock is recess. In. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. I'm somewhat of a savant. Yeah, I mean we've had really shitty ones, so if you listen to the podcast, mm-hmm. the cat with the, the cat in the hats was cats with hats only. I have listened to that one. Um, it's like one of the four episodes. If you listen to cats with Fre- hats, only. <laughs> yeah, it's so bad. <laughs> um, the slicer Freddy dicer versus- and none the nicer, and neither are the nicer. Freddy- Freddy versus Jason, the slicer, the dicer, and neither of them are nicer. That's so bad. <laughs> Like it's not even like silly bad. No, I it's laugh just, at it. It's, just it's bad. bad. It was a bad movie. Because you know somebody's like, oh, this is it. This is <laughs> some fucking nerd is like, oh, I found it. This is gonna, this is gonna catapult me into making taglines for bigger movies. <laughs> As if it's not Christian just Bale's in. if it's not just like the assistant PA who has to come up with it last second. That's my. That's how they do it. I think that's more realistic, but I like to think there's like a whole pool of people out there looking for like a. They're trying to get into the career of tagline making. Yeah, they, they've done Hallmark and, cards, and now they're trying yeah. to get into the movie business. There's we definitely layers to it for sure. analyze taglines more than any other entity. Yeah, we, yeah. we are the most educated on taglines in the world. I would say so, in an abstract kind of way, because we're not technically educated, not, but we are street smarts. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Street smarts. <laughs> and that... <laughs> Street smart, <laughs> and that's the end of taglines. Which means we can get into our rock facts, our black fact. No, nope. oh nope. yeah, black. Facts. No, it's not black, black facts. Black, black, black facts. facts. Black, black facts. <laughs> it rhymes. Uh, it does rhyme. It's Jack Black facts. Will that make you feel better? That makes me feel a lot better. Okay, Jack facts. No, I don't want Jack facts. I would rather have black facts <laughs> over Jack facts. Okay. But let's wouldn't. do some... <laughs> um, this fact needs Jack. School facts? 
No. Those, that means those are just facts, then. Those the enemy facts. of facts. <laughs> <laughs> the school Check of facts. Out. That's pretty good. The school that's of facts. The, yeah, that's kind of like out of the formula, too. Yeah. So let's do some school facts. It's it's school of facts. No, well, we're yeah, doing school, school facts. We're in school. We're, we're doing school facts in the school of facts. No, we're doing black facts in the school of facts. Fuck! All right. It's the school of facts, and we're going to do some black facts. There I we go. Can't believe you convinced me. Black fact time. Didn't take much. And if I was going to give you a grade, I would give you an A. But that's the problem. Rock ain't about doing things perfect. Who can tell me what it's really about? Frankie. Uh, scoring chicks? No. no. See? No. Eleni? Getting wasted. No. Come on. No. Leonard? Sticking it to the man? Yes, but you can't just say it, man. You gotta feel it in your blood and guts. If you wanna rock, you gotta break the rules. You gotta get mad at the man. And right now, I'm the man. That's right, I'm the man. And who's got the guts to tell me off? Huh? Who's gonna tell me off? Shut the hell up, Schneebly. That's it, Freddy. That's it. Who can top him? Get out of here, stupid ass. <laughs> yes, Alicia. You're a joke. You're the worst teacher I've ever had. Summer, that is great. I like the delivery because I felt your anger. Thank you. You're a fat loser and you have body odor. All right. Let it out. Let it out. No. You just can't shut up. Why am I always like, being racist <laughs> when I can't shut up? Too? Uh, uh, school of facts. Number one, my first fact for you guys is that Jack Black um, does cocaine. Oh, nice. Is that really? No, it's not. <laughs> Jack Black is a musician in real life and a member of the rock band Tenacious D. It's a pretty easy one right off the top. Do they have a song called Social Distortion? I thought you were going to say Black Facts. That, hold on. But I think I think anybody that knows Jack Black enough knows that he was Ginger, in Tenacious D and whatnot. So My cats are going crazy. Oh, I hear him. He crazy. Um, next one is that Jack Black thought of all of the nicknames for the kid when he was doing the nicknames and whatnot. Even Turkey oh, Sub? Improvised? Yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> we, we laughed at that so much. I'm so glad you said that. I was like, you can't call her that. <laughs> the big black girl, Turkey Sub. <laughs> turkey so Sub. So Turkey Sub, I think is what he said. Because she had the sub that he ate. Oh, I guess that makes oh, sense. Oh, God. I okay. thought he was making he a, a digger. He didn't just call her that. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> he didn't just call her that. It sounded like a racially motivated, like, fat jab. That That's... later he tells her that being fat is fine. Yeah. But he just took a jab at her then. Yeah. Hey, it was bad then. He and was then he came coke. around. He yeah. was on coke. And now <laughs> no, he's on yeah, he, coke. She's the one that gave him the sandwich, so. Makes more sense okay. now, doesn't it? Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, next fact is that all of the kids play their instruments in this, and the backup singers are real vocalists. Jack Black also played the guitar in the movie, but he didn't do the guitar solos. Later, or Richard Linklater would later say that he would only do the film if they got kids to play their own instruments. He didn't want to fabricate any of that. He wanted the kids to be the stars. What a good stand that was, too. I think, yeah. Yeah. I want to see true rock and passion it's, coming it, from it's that. It's fucking cool yeah, when the kids are doing like drum solos and shit. It would be lame if they were just like moving their wrists and it was it was Neil Peart or whatever behind them. It would be so lame. It would be par for the course, but like I think that's probably why this movie is 
more beloved than most movies like that because it is a little more genuine in that aspect, at least. Sure. I would say so. Yeah. Um, next one. I keep thinking Jack Black just accidentally striking gold everywhere he goes. He's just been <laughs> on, like, a coke binge since he was 18, and he, like, fell into a band, <laughs> fell into, like, one of the greatest movies out there, and he just accidentally does some really cool things, and now he's famous and rich about it. And he just doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Like, anytime he goes on, like, a talk show, he's just like, yeah. And he's Kung Fu Panda. And he's Kung Fu Panda. He hosted the Kids' Choice Awards. A Nickelodeon? Yeah. He got slimed. It was Back in Black was the promotional song they did, because Jack Black was hosting it. That commercial was on all the damn time. Alrighty. He kept getting slimed. Next fact for you is that the rock band Led Zeppelin are notoriously hesitant to allow their music to be licensed for commercial purposes. Knowing this, Richard Linklater filmed a plea. Supposedly... Um, Linklater filmed a plea by actor Jack Black in front of a thousand screaming fans, imploring the band to let the production use Immigrant Song in the movie. The plea worked, and the filmed request is included on the Blu-ray. It was also just in our oh, they, viewing. They, what did you watch it on? It was on YouTube. Good? Yeah, we watched it on YouTube, too. What, the, them pleading to use the song was on YouTube? <laughs> oh, no. no that I was on the DVD that, I thought we were just talking about the song. Oh, the song was on. Yeah. I thought they were saying the extra was. Yeah, I they, bet that it is. Yeah. I was just thinking the song was on the, the Blu-ray. Yeah. I know a couple movies where Led Zeppelin's been used. So, Most notably, um, Fast Times at Ridgemont High in a great scene. They're notorious for not letting their music be licensed the same way Michael Jordan doesn't do that many commercials. Yeah. But he's been in a ton. He's stringent. Sorry. That's as far as it goes. All right, I'll lean up again. Um, next Forget one. how quiet I am. In the photo that Dewey Finn holds up of his and Neb Schneebly's old band, the other person is a director Richard Linklater. Yeah. Magadeth. Huh? Magadeth. And he was the incubus, the blood-sucking incubus of Magadeth. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty of cool. Creed. Pretty cool little cameo. Yeah. That is. Uh, next. During the course of the movie, Jack Black switches the part in his hair from left to right, depending on whether he is being Dewey Finn or Ned Schneebly. Mm. It's the little That's things. Cool. It's, yep. Also, he puts a ton of, like, gel in his hair to slick it back when he's Ned Schneebly. Yeah. Also, he wears different clothes. Yeah. And, he and also, he goes by a different name. So, yeah. if you're confused, if you couldn't pick up on the hair thing, at least you know when he refers to himself as Ned, he's, he's being, not being Dewey. He's yeah. being Ned. Okay. What do you... Yes. I was trying to hold in my asthma. Oh, sorry. And next. Um, this is a good one. Only two more, so this is my penultimate one. Ooh. Uh, penultimate. Punch. Penultimate um, punch. <laughs> that's good. That's good. That's, that's a good, like, anime move. I'm glad all of us are laughing at it now. Um, this one is convicted murderer John Giuca appears as an extra in the movie. He pushes past Joan Cusack during a crowd scene. Oh, that's cool. Was he convicted at the time? <laughs> I don't know. Couldn't have been. Right? Like, I feel like... Or maybe they were just that hardcore about rock. <laughs> like, let's have this murderer in here. We was... need at least one, like, dangerous criminal. <laughs> and they couldn't get Matthew Broderick. Show. <laughs> he was unavailable. Hey-o. Matthew Broderick. <laughs> what did he do? He killed a lady. 
or two people he was killed it a <laughs> he crossed the center line in like Ireland killed and killed two, two it was people. like a mother and a daughter when, yeah. uh, what like on accident or was he like playing a game it was an accident trying he to was get a high Jennifer score. Connelly what the hell yeah that hottie yep killing children yep <laughs> 10 why what was it on accident he crossed he, it was on accident maybe it was he, yeah, maybe he crossed the center lane on a highway and hit him head on. Jesus Christ, man! Just yeah, like Tony Stewart. Laura, Laura Bush also killed a guy. Laura Bush killed a guy. Yeah, they couldn't get her in. Tony Stewart killed a guy. Tony Stewart did kill a guy. Killed like a family of four. Anyway, um, and my last fact for you is our nominations facts, our awards fact, um, and there's quite a bit. Let me find... Let's this one it. is the AARP Movies for Grown-Ups Awards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As opposed to the AARP Awards for Children. Yeah. Isn't that, like, specifically an insurance for old people? Yeah. <laughs> of course. Um, it, it was not. It was the winner for Best Movie for Grown-Ups. The opposite of the Kids' oh, Choice Award. Oh, it was Award. Best Movie for Grown-Ups Who Refused to Grow Up. I didn't know AARP had awards, but it won. They have awards for the child within all of us. Doesn't sound very good on paper. Uh, American Cinema Editors. It was nominated for Best Edited Feature Film, Comedy, or Musical. Um, let's see here. Oops. Accidentally clicked on an award. Uh, Critics' Choice Award at the Broadcast Film Critics Association Awards. Nominated for Best Original Song for School of Rock. Uh, the Casting Society of America. It was mm. the winner. It beat the historic... Bass Fisher that year in the Casting Society of America. Yep. Oh. <laughs> I forgot that. Um, yeah. I lost the plot a bit on that. Best one. casting. Um, the Bass Fisher. The, at the Golden Globes, Jack Black was nominated for Best Performance by an Actor in a Motion Picture Comedy or Musical. Um, at the Grammys, Best nominated for Best Compilation Soundtrack Album for a Motion Picture, Television, or Other Media. Um, MTV Movie Awards Best Comedic Performance winner Jack Black um, Nominated for Best On-Screen Team Critics Choice New York Film Or New York Film Critics Choice Jack Black Nominated for Best Actor Trying to see if there's any other big ones The Satellite Awards Jack Black was nominated as well I love Satellites Teen Choice Awards There's a lot Nominated for Best Movie Um Actor. There's a Teen Choice Awards, too? Yeah. Uh, Jack Black was also nominated for Best Movie Liar. Nominated for Best Movie Sleazebag and Sarah the Silverman Awards. Wait, Sarah Silverman wasn't a sleazebag. She asked a guy <laughs> who hadn't paid rent in three months to pay rent. She what was a sleazebag. She was harsh and mellow. Jack Black was the sleazebag. She was what? Harsh and mellow. mellow? I think they, uh, it was bad writing. They made her out to be worse than she was. She really was just being, like, level-headed. Responsible. Yeah, he but this is a rock impersonating a teacher. Movie. It can't be legal. This is I, rock and roll. Yeah. You stick it to the man. She's not the man in this scenario, though. Anybody she's one can of the be. She's just, she's just like a Jack guy Black's trying to get to the money that she's owed. No, Sometimes not that's like the mafia man. style. Landlords are the man. man. She's man. not the landlord. She is stuck paying for his misdoings. That's not the landlord. That's her, like, having to suffer because of this leech that's living with them. I get the point of the movie and everything is rocking against the man. She's not the man. She's, she's just a like man. a guy. She's a guy. She's, she's the one like who, a dude hanging who out. sucked the rock out of Mike White. 
She did not <laughs> suck his rocks rock off. Out of so, so <laughs> I'm going to... <laughs> sucked his rocks out. Um, I'm going to agree with both of you because she is the man. She's not the but man. also, I have to agree with you that it, she's not a sleaze bag because in, when we lived in our house on Sussex, I was her begging all of you guys to pay me yeah. because I paid all the rent, utilities, and Wi-Fi, yeah. especially from Connor and Tristan. I was like, you gotta fucking pay me. And I did acid six times so that, like, I could stick it to the man <laughs> with you. Which is Sil- Sarah Silverman. Yeah. You're my Sarah Silverman, Brandon. I have a huge crush on you. And, That's why I'm defending her. Um, my last ones for you guys here are the Golden Schmoes Awards. Christ. Nominated for Best Comedy of the Year. Nominated for Biggest Surprise of the Year. I don't know what the surprise was. And Ooh. nominated for Best Music in a Movie. The surprise. So it got a lot of comedy and musical awards. Jack Black was nominated a lot, and obviously like music things and like young actor for like all the kids. Hmm. I I like that it was the highest grossing musical comedy of all time for a while until Pitch Perfect Two, because I can't really think of other musical comedies. I forgot to open this. So. Don't do it right now. <laughs> uh, Spinal Tap's a musical comedy. Oh, I haven't seen Spinal Tap, but I've I've heard of it. Is that like a mockumentary? Okay, I need to watch that then. I have plans tonight. Um, Spinal Tap, Pitch Perfect 1, Pitch Perfect 3. Not 2. No. Well, I already mentioned 2, so I'm just thinking of new ones that we haven't mentioned. Oh, I thought these were all things you were going to watch tonight. No, I'm saying, <laughs> I'm trying to think of more musical comedies um, besides the whole Pitch Perfect series. Hairspray with John Travolta. Is Hairspray a comedy? I think so. I thought it was like a, like a dramedy. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, John Travolta. That is the end of our school of facts. Joey Travolta's alter ego. Yep, and it is movie time. Movies. Says <laughs> so that what we do? Yeah, that's what we do. You're nailing it. You're learning. Um, uh, I almost shut up for a second. I deny my. I just threw a Steve Irwin impression. Yeah. Oof, my heart. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Wait, was that getting him? Was that him getting stabbed? Saying "Oof, my heart." That's your Steve Irwin impression. Oi, Bindi, make sure you take care of your brother. <laughs> it's like his spirit going up into the clouds. It's his last. He's waving, big cartoon angel. <laughs> Goodbye, uh, Bindi. Crikey, qu- qu- <laughs> Nicole Kidman, yeah. Name's Bindi. Yeah. Maybe that's normal over there. Croiky, look at Down this under. data. Down under here in the movie theater. I Why don't you grab a nuts? Oh! Mm. That's good. I was looking for... Okay, that's good. I got nothing now. I, I just want them to do a new one where it is Steve Irwin. Like, they somehow the get Nicole him. The Nicole Kidman thing? Is the Nicole Kidman. But he won't talk about the movies. Yeah, he's surrounded by crocodiles, and he's, like, he's like trying to get out of there, but he's also trying to tell you to enjoy a Coke. He's like, crikey, get a Coke, and get the fuck out of here. Uh, kind of a tangent here. I've already on Like we are yeah. on one? Steve Irwin's son has been kind of blowing up on TikTok. Uh-huh. Because um, he's hot. Because he's hot, and he's, like, doing the whole bindo. No, not bindo. It's binda. <laughs> Uh, been done, Bindi. Been there, done been that. Been there, done that, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, he's blowing up on, on TikTok, and all the comments, somebody else pointed out, but they were like, 
oh my god i loved your dad so sorry he's dead that's like every fucking comment on there which is so fun like he's he doesn't want to be reminded about that that's he's got thousands of comments every day they're just like so sorry about your dead dad we all love wish he was still alive and he's like yeah me too shut up (laughs) yeah i really wish he was alive you know it hurt me more than it hurt you so he knows he's like yeah did you know your famous dad is dead and he touched all of us (laughs) yeah i do i had to walk my sister down the aisle in place of him is Bindi married? Yeah. Well, there go my fucking life plans, dude. <laughs> you were trying to lock down Bindi? Well, first it was Alexander Daddario, who I found out is engaged slash married now. Oh, She's really? married to like a was... 50-year-old guy. Yeah, some asshole Wait, that's what? not me. Yeah. Yeah. Not so you were joker. looking at them titties. I would cut off one of my hands for Alexander Daddario. Both of them, if need be. I wouldn't <laughs> want to. Hesitantly, but I'd do it. Ultimately, I'd sleep on it. What Wake you, up in the morning. You could go Sydney Sweeney now. Who? From Euphoria. Oh, I don't... Pass. She's got big boobs. Pass. Pass. Oh, okay. Yeah. You could go Rosanna. That's not what's... It's her eyes, man. Rosanne? Rosanna from Paradise Hotel. Oh, she's pretty... No, not Roseanne Barr. I look for Roseanne. Not my type. Rosanna? Yeah. Mm, That's okay. This isn't a Paradise Hotel podcast, though. No. Are you more of a Kendall fan, though? This is a Steve Irwin podcast. Oh, yeah, of course. This is a Bindi's Nuts podcast, and so we're getting into the movie. Yes. Um, I wrote here, before we get into the movie, Okay, Lucas, you need to remind us, we all had, me, you, Marina, and Alex had an idea years ago for a School of Rock-themed Halloween costume. Don't remember it. Fuck. So I think I was Lawrence, the Asian piano player. Marina was clearly Miranda Cosgrove. I think you were Freddie on the drums, and we were trying to figure out who Alex was, if it was the little singer girl, Marta. Or the bass player. But she's not blonde. Bass player wasn't blonde. That's what I'm saying. Alex changes her hair color often. She does. Ooh, it's going to get nice and cool in here now. Theo's lights are off. Is that on a timer? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we wanted to bring that up. We had a Halloween-themed that, costume that's idea. That's how long we've loved this movie. That's how long we've been together. Been together. Oh. oh. Full circle. <laughs> the been, circle of life. Been these nuts. <laughs> you just said it again. <laughs> that's the full circle part, though. Um, so my first note here is this. We've talked about intro credits in movies. Like, you don't always need them. These ones were smooth. It's like, they're like little posters or signs up in a little seedy rock club that the Jack Black's band is playing at. Yeah, it's like backstage. You're like walking through. Like, the Paramount pictures on the back of a leather jacket. You got posters on the walls. You got CD. It was like really smooth. And it wasn't like the whole cast. It was like director, writer, producer, and Jack Black, and that was it. And I was, I was like... Say, I only noticed the Richard Linklater poster. Mm, yeah. Because after were, that, I think I was just like, what? This there is crazy. Were, there were four or five of them, and it okay. slowly turns into a concert going on in this rock hall, and it's Jack Black's band. He's jamming out. Crazy guitar solos, singing high notes. His bandmates kind of over it, though. You can tell that they're kind of just, like, fed up. It's it's big like hair metal vibes, you know, like like Europe seems to be one of Jack Black's influences in this movie. Very like yeah 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 yeah, and epic like songs about wizards and shit like that. <laughs> so is Europe notorious for wizard based songs? I mean, they're like a pretty yeah. like nerdy type of band. Ever since yeah. I was a young boy, 
Continue. I played the silver ball. <laughs> um, and Dewey, who's Jack Black's character, he went huge during this. Like, ripped off his shirt. He just tried to go for it all, stage dive, but, like, nobody was there. Mode. He went dummy mode. No, they were he, there. They just got out of the way. Well, he knocked over someone was... with some drinks. Yeah, he, his legs hit a waiter. <laughs> okay, I don't know if it was... I saw the glass breaking. I couldn't tell if it was, like, drinks he had held up or if it was, like, his glasses that he broke. <laughs> no, yeah. But was... he smacked that dude. No, he smacked him, yeah. I mean, I don't think there were enough people to catch him, though, there. Like, you need a lot of people to catch you on a state giant. Or just one more really if, strong guy. More if you're Jack Black. Yeah, yeah, and um, specifically because, like, if I if I uh, did a crowd surf, I think two or three people would be enough. I could do a crowd surf in like a coffee shop, It'd be just fine. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, put that well, in your Tinder profile, <laughs> dude. Could physically crowd that, surf in a coffee shop. I'll have to re-download <laughs> Tinder because that's actually kind of a Banger. great. Bio. I'll put that on my uh, CougarsLife dot com. That's account. a thing. You and I made it together. At Coldstone? Uh-huh. Don't you remember when that couple came in on, like, an eHarmony date and sat in the lobby for three hours talking to each other on a first blind date? Then we were like, you know what? You need to make a CougarLife.com account. So I was Baby Bear 19 and the <laughs> caption was, it was like the American dad, like, hello, my name is Tyler. I'm just moving across country and I'm looking for a place to stay with a warm home and somebody with an even warmer heart. We're not good people. <laughs> We're terrible people. <laughs> terrible people. But don't you remember that now? I do remember that now because I think that was my idea and I'm ashamed of myself. <laughs> well, at least the description I, part was my idea. I saw somebody that I knew on there. Blondie girl, 420. Was it me? It wasn't you. Should I name drop on here? Yes. I should? Yes. Lucas, should Lucas, I name, drop, name drop somebody drop. that was on cougarlife.com? Is it someone I know? No. Oh, uh, yeah, go for it. Marissa Bishopal. That sounds familiar. She went to high school and middle school with us. Oh, my God. <laughs> she was on there, and she, she went to elementary school with me. She's in my grade, so she's not a cougar. Maybe she was looking for cougars. Oh. I can't believe... We're so small-minded. We never even thought about that. Yep. We were just like, she's not old. <laughs> Damn. So, yeah. Um, we went off a little tangent there, but... Um, Sorry. Dewey, the next day... Is being woken up by his roommate and his roommate's girlfriend. He owes them like $2,200. He's just been living rent-free for a while. No jobs, nothing. It was also... This is... About the movie. Sorry, go ahead. No, yeah, I interrupted you. Hey, it's hard to tell with the time delay. Um, But I just thought it was a cool transition before we get off of it. When he stage dives, he hits the guy, breaks his glass... Falls on the floor. Face down. Face down. And then the it's like a, a, a overhead shot. shot. Air? Aerial. Aerial shot. Like the mermaid. Yeah. And it's like rotating above him. And it transitioned to him laying in his bed, like passed out in the same position he was on the floor. Yeah. He, like, it is a good cut. I thought it was a good cut. Great I cut. just wanted to mention that. Yeah. Just and like... Uh, Sarah Silverman is Mike White's girlfriend. And she is exactly like my high school girlfriend, I put... Barry? Yep. Which is how I know yeah, she's, she's the man. Yeah. She's a fucking sleazebag, if I've ever seen one. I was defending her earlier, but I probably couldn't be with somebody like that just because I'm just like a guy. I just yeah. want to go do shit. You just want to be with the boys, you know? Well, not even that. I just want like the freedom to do nothing or a bunch of things. And hang with the boys. And, yeah, that's part of it. Whatever. <laughs> Move on. Um, but yeah, he owes them like $2,200. He hasn't had a real job, not making money, things like that. Um, or they don't think he has a real job. And they're like, you should get one like Ned, 
who is a substitute teacher. I don't know what... Is that Jinjo? Yeah. God damn, he's way up there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's a substitute teacher, and Go Jack Black hates Patty. That's the girlfriend's name. We didn't learn that until way later. Sarah Silverman's character, Patty. Yeah. Um, Could have been mentioned earlier, but I didn't notice until the very end. But he hates her uh, because she's just stealing Ned away from him. But he's putting his foot down to keep maybe... Ned's putting his foot down to Dewey to keep maybe his only girlfriend that he's ever going to get with him. So, yeah. Dewey needs to go find a job. And he's like, I'm, going, we're go, I'm doing Battle of the Bands. We're going to win 20k. And my cat needs I've to got shut the, the fuck up. Shut <laughs> up. Cal. She's a welcome... He's a welcome... She's he. a, he's a welcome guest. I like him. I like his fiery spirit. Well, Dewey goes to band practice. Dewey, 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 Dewey. Nice. Thank you. Goes to band practice, and his band, No Vacancy, has kicked him out of the band. They voted with, out. And they've replaced him with Spider. Yeah. He's wearing Which a fair. sick shirt. <laughs> Was he? Was he? Well, it's like, it's like that half shirt he always wears. Classic spider Where it's half arms, shirts. but no torso. Yeah, like a spider does. Just a crop top. No, like the guy at the end of the movie that was flirting. That was spider. With oh, sex. That was, that was spider. spider. Yeah. yeah. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. No, he's the coolest guy in the movie. <laughs> I love that. Guy. He was. The I'm guy gonna get sex was, tattooed on my body. That guy, right he above was the my guy ass. that was too cool for School of Rock. The spider. <laughs> a spider. Um, too cool for truly. brain cells. And. um yeah, they kicked him out to win Battle of the Bands, and Dewey's out of luck. So he's at home on the phone trying to sell a guitar of his, and at one point the phone rings, so he picks it up, uh, and it's the Grace... What's the Horace school Green. called? Horace Green School, private school, and they're calling for Ned Schneebly because they are in emergent need of a substitute teacher. She broke her leg on the way to work. Maybe in the tub. That's the rumor. I guess. Yeah, that is that is in the rumor mill. Don't you remember that? No. Oh, yeah, it's in the tub. She was she was masturbating in the tub and slipped. That cannot be in. They the said kids that. Movie. That's not. In, they said the masturbating thing or the tub thing. The like in the kids movie, there's no way. No, it's not no way. They don't hint <laughs> at it, but like they don't say it outright. They were like she was using that shower head on her clit, and she orgasmed into a fall, breaking her leg. No, she just Seth, shook direct, it so hard. You're right, Seth. There was no <laughs> reference quote. to masturbation. But there was a reference to a tub. Okay. But, and you could imply... Okay. <laughs> you're not implying anything. I just think she slipped and fell. But um, he gets this message, and they're in emergent need of a substitute. Don't make me feel crazy. Dewey pretends to be Ned on the phone and accepts the job, and he goes to the school... Because yeah, they're impersonating paying, Ned. They're paying six fifty a week, which seems pretty low, honestly. Twenty six hundred a month for a private school, yeah. Six fifty a week. I was getting twenty dollars an hour as a restaurant supervisor, so not a manager, but kind of like a system manager at Red Lobster. When I worked forty full hours as that, twenty dollars an hour. Now with all the tax, that's six fifty. I was making six fifty a week at twenty dollars an hour. So six fifty in two thousand three a week. That's good shit. Especially I for guess a that's substitute true. positions. We we didn't take into account the time, yeah. Yeah, Nobody yes, ever that is does, true. dude. Our inflation we should be at eighteen for minimum, according to inflation from like the eighties. Yeah, that's true. So that's a lot for back then. Well he takes this gig because he wants the money and shit, 
And um, he's there to make some money. And we have to talk about this Miss Kitty Poo story. Yes, sorry. That's you. I was looking at your backpack that says brevity on it, and I was <laughs> kind of cracking up. Because um, it's the soul yeah. of wit. Brevity is the soul of wit. It's the yeah. soul of wit, of course. <laughs> it's brevite, I guess. That's some sort of French thing. But Miss Kitty Poo is the substitute that Brandon and I both had. And she was just like this four foot tall, <laughs> 80 year old woman. She like had short hair. Like she could spike it up in like a flat top almost, but it's all different peaks of spike. Big ass purple coat. She'd write her name on the board as Miss Kitty Poo. And then she would just like, uh, what did she do? Just sit down and did she teach us anything? I don't her? think she ever she really taught us anything, but I think she hung out, but she was also really strict. She was fairly strict, but if, like, if she liked you, she was like, okay, you shouldn't do this, but, like, check this out, you know? She was giving, like, insider tips to all of us. <laughs> she, was like, she was like, check this out. Did that little middle, middle finger, finger thing. <laughs> I think where you pull off your thumb. Oh, yeah. Oh! <laughs> Ooh, scary. Yeah. yeah I, he mentioned that during the movie, and so I had to put this in here because... Yeah, it's a he core was like, memory. He was like, Miss Kitty Poo, and I was like, where do I know that name? He had like, a That's So Raven kind of yeah. vision. I had a substitute teacher, Mr. Young, who was 80 years old, and I asked him what the war was like, and he, he kicked me out of class. <laughs> you always That's get kicked awesome. out of class for the most random things. For the funniest things, yeah. That and the Alpharuk amino acids thing. Yeah, I got detention so, for that. You got kicked out of class for Alpharuk <laughs> amino acids? For it. What did you do? Well, we were learning about am- amino acids, and I yelled across the room to my friend Eric, and I just yelled, Eric, Alpharuk amino acid. And he's like, yes. And you got kicked out? <laughs> well, he didn't know. He's like, all right, Lucas, that's detention. <laughs> you can't just Jesus, yell at my class. But that's so funny. That's an amazing. How old were you? Uh, seventeen. Oh, you were a junior. Yeah, a senior. Yeah. That's a great joke. That is great. That's a really good joke. Yeah. Yeah. He he was not a good, my favorite teacher. <laughs> if anybody doesn't know, Al Farouk Aminu is a basketball player kevin durant with just less skill in every area what <laughs> it was a tweet i read dude yeah it was kevin durant's just alfaruk aminu with a green light like he's not even that <laughs> good and yeah. i that's my biggest tweet ever I, I commented under that and i was like this is the craziest thing i've ever read in my life and it's got 1200 likes somewhere <laughs> out there in the ether of nba twitter <laughs> yeah sure but yeah, he, he started with the Hornets. I think he went to the Blazers. And I, he's probably just dead now, I think. Wake Forest legend. Like, yeah. Wake Forest. Oh, interesting. I think he was on a Magic last I checked, yeah. Jeff Teague, okay. Wake Forest. Tim Duncan, Wake Forest. Ish Smith, Tim Wake, Duncan's Forest. Wake Forest. Yeah, Tim Duncan. I mean, the only legends from there, Al Farouk Aminu, Chris Paul, and Tim Duncan in that order. Actually, I messed <laughs> up Tim Duncan and Chris Paul. but And Ish Smith. And Ish Smith, but he's, I don't know, he's like the god of basketball. We don't really have to, it's implied that he's... He, he's the son over Mount Rushmore. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... Um, <laughs> that sounds poetic, I'm not sure what it means. <laughs> Dewey gets into the classroom. Dewey, it's like second grade, probably? No. no, they were saying they were 10, so it's like a fourth grade. Yeah. No, it's a fifth grade class. It's fifth grade, that's the tagline. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that is. Mm-hmm. Glad the we got there. Speaker was like fifth grade. I actually didn't know that before I read the tagline. Yeah, I didn't either. But ten, they're 10 years old, I remember that. <laughs> he, he wants and to leave he, early. He, first <laughs> yeah. day, he's like, you think I can cut out early, t- oh, early boss? And he's like, ah, no, it's cool. I can stay. Don't worry The funny it. part about that, the extra funny part is that you find out that the kids have already had lunch, so it's past noon. <laughs> 
And they get out at three, so he's like looking to work like one to three. Or like one to two, like an hour to cut out early. Uh, hey, he's <laughs> a man. He's got stuff to do. Yeah, and he's like, already had he's like, I'm so hungry. Walks in there, finds a Ask, turkey he sub. Asks the Apparently kid, a yeah. turkey sub. He solicits the kid, find, like, anybody got any food? And then she puts her hand up and eats her turkey sub. Yeah. He finds big tuna <laughs> out there. She opens the desk and it's a few, it's like two bags of chips and a half-eaten sandwich. She's like, oh, nice. Didn't even ask if he could have it. No, he just took it and ate it. This is awesome. I love sandwiches. Well, he was hungover. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And I will, like, fuck up any kid that doesn't let me have their sandwich when I'm hungover. <laughs> when you get me. introduced to Little Summer, she's the good teacher of the class. Also my high school girlfriend personified. Summer? Yep. Not Tamika. This is why I didn't have any high school girlfriends. <laughs> Because they just seem like a pain in the ass. Am I right, fellas? <laughs> yeah. Little stinkers, you're right. Um, but yeah, he... Uh, G- Summer is the goody two-shoe of the class. This is Miranda Cosgrove. She keeps trying to keep... She's trying to keep Dewey on track for the class, but he's changing everything up. No grades, no gold stars or demerits, anything like that. And it's the end of the first day or whatever. He bolts out of the classroom. <laughs> he's got things to do. Yeah, and the principal... It's a funny shot of her. She's like this, like clear, like first grade girl. He's like, "Now, Candace, what are we gonna do about this?" And she's like, oh, "Clearly, yeah." As soon as I cow- hear Candace, he was like cowering from her. Yeah, I, like, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll be, I'll be better. I swear. Well, she was like, "Do you want a hug?" And she went to give her a hug, and the little girl oh, like Emily. freaked out. It was Emily. Yeah, oh, Emily. Yeah, and she started name, to freak yeah. out and like cower away. And I was like, "That little girl's beaten at home or something," because she went in for a hug. Yeah, and she started to like cry. I, I, I think it's just saying that the principal's intimidating. I don't think they're implying she was abused at home. She was yeah. abused. I don't think... Because I was kind of with Brandon for a second, but then I thought about it and was like, that's the tallest woman on Earth, like, just lurching at you with her fingers. <laughs> Brittany Griner. Yeah, that's and Brittany Griner. And the leader of the school. Yeah. The, yeah, exactly. That's the, the man of the man. <laughs> I'd be running away, too. I'm not taking no hugs, bitch. Absolutely not. <laughs> um... But yeah, he bolts out of school and everything. And the thing that he had to do after school is hang up signs because he's still trying to form a band. Yeah. And I put here, oh my God, because I was actually kind of sad because Dewey's putting up signs for people on the streets. And some people on the street see it and like, oh my God, this guy's so lame. And he's like right behind it and overhears it. Yeah. And he like s- sadly walks away. Like I was expecting the Arrested Development, sad walk away, Christmas time is here. Dun, like, dun, 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 yeah, dun. the head down. Yeah. I two problems with that scene real quick oh it's probably not gonna be real quick but first off he was he's in the background listening to them because he's putting up a different sign four feet away yeah i guess i have three things because that's way too close to the other sign you just put up second if it was that recent you just put that sign up those guys probably saw you put it up and should be wary of what they're saying and third how do they know this guy so well if he sucks i think they were the guys at the concert that saw him stage dive because there were some guys in the back that laughed at him. Okay. Well, I got that all my answers. Better writing. Yep. Yeah. I got my <laughs> questions answered. Thank you. That was pretty brief. Yeah. Okay. Um. So moving on. Whoops. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Moving on from that. Uh, Dewey tries to get his roommate to join him in the band. What's wrong with and Brandon? I think Brandon's. Oh, he died. So oh, I'm okay. taking over again. Uh, uh, Dewey. Brandon. R.I.P. <laughs> we'll get to the funeral after this. Proceedings can happen after he edits. Yep, sorry, sorry. Dewey tries to get his roommate to join him in the band, but they say it is time for him to grow up. 
Only delusional people would join his band. I think that's a direct quote from Patty, a.k.a. Sarah Silverman. And you could because tell it, you could tell that Ned a little bit of it was like, you know, that might be kind of like fun again yeah. to get back on the pony. And then Patty's like, there's only fucking pedophiles would join this band. Yeah, He was close to joining. Yeah, for sure. I just thought you was, guys are so close to what? It was Ned. He was so close to joining the band. Oh, shit. <laughs> God damn it. I just thought it was kind of cool that he also was like... Patty was a long ways away from joining the band. Well, he was also trying to recruit her, though. He's like, okay, you guys can both join the band. Like, I'm sure we'll find something for you, Patty. <laughs> well, what else we got going on here? Uh, so, neither want to join the band, yada yada. We get to class the next day, and Dewey is not teaching in a very practical way. At all, I put that in. I put that in quotes. You put it in parentheses, actually. Oh, that's what I mean. Yeah, because he's he's talking to him about like what it is to like stick it to the man and everything. Like I think this is the first time he's saying it. Yeah, and he's teaching him in a way some certain life lessons, but he's not teaching like you would expect when you're sending your kids to a private school. So no. he is teaching. He is teaching, but one specific thing and doing it like kind of. I can't. I don't know what word I'm looking for. He's airing it out a bit. It's definitely he's would fit right in at Montessori instead of Horace Green Prep. We were asking about that. That was the first thing I said as soon as Jack Black became the substitute and he ripped down the gold stars. She was like, "Oh, we get gold stars for all this." And Summer's got like fifty. It's like, what are these black dots? Oh, those are demerits. He he tears that poster down. I looked at Brandon Marino. I was like, is he turning the school into a Montessori? We're like 15 (laughs) minutes in the movie. Marino was like, you don't give demerits anymore. Yeah, he He did. He pretty much did. And I couldn't wait to bring it up. Horace Green is like, if schools are on the the grid or whatever, Horace Green is like lawful, probably lawful neutral, I'd say. And Montessori is definitely like chaotic good. Yeah. Wouldn't. Yeah. Chaotic. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For <laughs> okay. sure. Yeah. I'm just, I, I was trying to think of a way to say things without... I don't want to sound offensive or anything. I was going to say it anyway. I just didn't know if there was enough like research to back up Montessori's to say that like objectively it is chaotic good and also not chaotic neutral instead of lawful neutral, I, I, you know? I think it's just like the like the vibes, I mean. Like, it's, it's very, like, positive. It's chaotic. It's like... Friendly. I guess, and this is right. very like strict and sort of. But can you have strict good vibes? Like, can you have good vibes without strictness? I, my I so. criteria was like the efficiency of it and how how well rounded and well taught these kids are afterwards, and not like how good their vibes are by the end of school. Because as human beings, I think you just have vibes that you figure out in your twenties. But you should learn yeah. how to find your if vibes in school. It, if you're putting it on a grid, the kids started as lawful neutral. So this isn't a political compass. We're doing a D and D. Yes, we're doing the D and three by three grid. Yeah. Okay. They, yeah. The kids started as lawful neutral and ended up as chaotic good. So yeah, I would say they went from horse green to Montessori. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that makes sense to me. That makes sense. All right. Which way, which one of us is which, though? Because now I have to know how we all see ourselves. Of, like, oh, on the fit. D&D grid, yeah. I'm the dad of the group. <laughs> That's how I see myself. 
<laughs> Lucas is the dad. Brandon's lawful good. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say, I've got to be lawful good, right? I would say you're lawful good. I would. I like and to say. Seth's I like saw, a tiger. I'm a tiger. <laughs> the dad, the lawful good, and the tiger. I've always thought I was chaotic neutral, but I saw this. Somebody made a D&D grid. It's like, what you are if this is what you think you are. And it's like, if you think you're chaotic neutral, you're chaotic evil. So apparently I'm chaotic evil. Mm. I can see that. Yeah, I could see it too. If you think you're lawful good, are you still lawful good? I couldn't. I think lawful good was like it was like I don't remember. It was a whole thing. I'll have to find it again. I'm, I'm in podcast. the top left corner. Yeah, you're somewhere over. You're good <laughs> yeah. for sure. But yeah, I'll have to find it again. So I can show you guys later. Well, yeah, he's teaching everybody that the world's run by the man. The only way to get by is <laughs> used to be rock and roll. Lucas is the dad. And that's the perfect, like, new TV show. The dad, the tiger, and the lawful good. <laughs> I don't that's know who t- that... <laughs> that's a terrible name for a TV show, and it couldn't be about anything ever. <laughs> It'd be about, like, martial arts, and none of us know anything about that. <laughs> it's Crouching Tiger, father of neutral lawful chaos. I don't know. Um, move. Just dropped. But Dewey's class eventually has music class, and he overhears it, Man. and he starts running to bring all the musical instruments that are in his van inside the classroom. And when the kids come back, he pulls the kids aside to try out instruments. He finds a guitar player in Zach, he finds a pianist in Lawrence, he finds the bass player, and I can't remember her name. Um, Basie was her name. Her name was Posh Spice. He did call her Posh Spice, so we'll refer to her that. And he finds a drummer. I just know that was Alex. And Freddy. And meanwhile, Jack Black does all his classic Jack Black antics as he's teaching them how to play, strumming the G chord. Yeah. And he's just the whole time he's like... He was kind of losing his fucking mind. The best part. Let him go. I doubt he had a script at points. Linklotter just sort of unleashed his leash from his collar and was like, No! Yeah. He literally, literally unleashed, unleashed him. him. Yeah. <laughs> unleashed and re-coked the sequel to School of Rock. Coke up again real quick. You've got a big scene coming up. It, the best part of the scene is the he's got like four kids up there and like the 16 other kids that just have nothing to do with it. They're like, this is, I feel super left out. This is awful. Yeah. They do really he's like, badly. He's, He's I didn't con- pursue music, so now I'm just worth less than these talented Yeah, because he convinced the whole class that this is like a school project. It's not like a... Yeah, and he made some of them groupies. <laughs> he he <laughs> makes it a school project. The school project is just called Rock Band. Like, and, the, like the game. Yeah, where they will compete against other kids from other schools next quarter, but because they're starting early, not to tell their parents or the teachers or anything. No, because this is this all... Secret. It's all a ruse for Jack Black to win Battle of the Bands. Yeah, he's trying to form his own band with some talented kids. For crazy, selfish reasons. Crazy plan to first do that for money, right? To pay for rent. Yeah. For $20,000, yeah. Well, at first he was just doing it. He said, heard six fifty a week. He's like, oh, awesome. Got there. Realized the kids were talented. He's like, oh, wait, I can get six fifty a week and also manipulate these young children into winning a battle of the bands for me? And keep all win, the profits. <clears throat> and keep all of it? Because they don't know. Yeah, they think it's a school project. Until that giant check comes <laughs> Yeah. And uh, yeah, like you said, some of the kids are sad that they aren't in the band. Like, what the fuck are we going to do? So he finds some backup singers and he says he's going to give the else. Everyone else in the class rolls after lunch. And at lunch, Lawrence, the Asian piano player, he comes up to Dewey during it, and he's like, 
I'm not cool enough to be in the band. And this was like a like little heart to heart moment. That the first one that he, he had with one of the kids. He had a point because he tucked his sweater into his pants. <laughs> so he might not have been cool enough for the band in retrospect. That scene starts and Brandon's like, you were talking about your Halloween costumes earlier. <clears throat> that was Brandon's character. And he goes, oh yeah, that's me. Oh yeah, that's when he's like, I'm not cool enough. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, that's me. The whole time I was thinking like, I've known Brandon for, God, 13 years? Yes. I, you have never had a short supply of confidence. That is not you at all. Like, even if you maybe weren't cool in seventh grade because nobody was, like, you just never... self-depreciating. <laughs> Yeah, Brandon has never been like that. He's always been like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I mean, he hasn't said that out loud, but that's kind of his vibe, if you will. Yeah, I mean, I don't give a fuck. If you went to Montessori, you would have been a problem. <laughs> a problem child. I would have gone goblin have, mode on all those <laughs> we teachers. We didn't have problem children. We only had solution children. <laughs> <laughs> I like that when you talk about Montessori, you only speak in, like, colloquialisms. <laughs> it's all analogies. <laughs> <laughs> I've been told I've good analogies. I'm like, uh... Analogy uh, man. I don't know. <laughs> that, <laughs> that was that literally, that pr- Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> the dad, take the, my joke. The brain. dad, the tiger, and analogy man. <laughs> <laughs> the um, enemy of analogy man. <laughs> but yeah, he says he isn't cool enough, and I think... <laughs> Which is also me somehow. <laughs> <laughs> the communist enemy of analogy man. That's sorry. The enemy of my enemy is my friend, and I am my own worst enemy, so I am my own best friend. Just like Lit. Well, this is his first heart-to-heart with one of the kids, and it's like, he's kind of opening up like he's like kind of fitting the teacher role without trying to be. Right. And um, we get an ACDC song for the third or fourth time already. You also get the longest handshake possible between Lawrence and Dewey. Like, they're just dapping up for like two minutes i really thought that was gonna pay off later uh yeah i was hoping it was going to it's a long one we'll practice it later well now you get like a little montage of assigning kids roles in the band you got security team you got one of the security yeah the fourth graders have to soundproof the entire room (laughs) which is i think (laughs) a tough task for an adult he was like you guys security and the one kid's like can I be the stylist instead? He's like, yes. Of course. You could be the stylist. Fancy pants. The gayest <laughs> kid <pants>. alive. <laughs> That's what I said, too. <laughs> I was wondering if they had to, like, teach a kid how to act really gay, or if Linklater went out there and found the gayest kid on Earth. <laughs> he definitely... Or that kid found him. <laughs> <laughs> it was destiny, man. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, but yeah, so they got that. They've got tech people. Like, they're going to do all the designs and learn the shipments and everything. And the they got groupies. groupies. And, and groupies. And the next day, Summer approaches Dewey saying, she doesn't want to be a groupie. And he's like, well, I kept <laughs> this a secret. You're going to be the band manager. Because she rightfully Googled it and saw that there was just people who sleep at the band, which is what groupies <laughs> are, yeah. Yeah. No, that's correct. As soon as he said, like, you guys are going to be the groupies, I, in my head, like, that, I remember that term, right? Yeah. Right? Like, that's just... Yeah. 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 Okay. But band manager fits her perfectly. Like, it is the perfect role for her. Right. Lucas's girlfriend in high school. Yeah. A, ban- a bandager. And- a-, a bandager. So, uh, Mr. Bandager. Kids are wondering what song they're going <laughs> to sing in Jack's Bow. Mr. Bandager? Yeah. Keep up, Brandon. <laughs> uh, 
kids are wondering what song they're going to sing. Jack Black's like, oh, I, I'm going to sing this. Like, I'm going to write the song and sing it. They're like, we'll sing it now. So he comes up with, like, this fully improvised song. Yeah, and he's all nervous about it. He is a little nervous. He's clearing his throat. But then he gets into his classic Jack Black antics, like, anytime he performs. And he kills it. It's the best song any of us have ever it heard. It is. It's a sick song. The Legend mm-hmm. of the Rent is way hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> it's super hardcore. Another song that sounds like it's like it's about wizards, yeah. That's every Tenacious D song, dude. Every one of their songs is just like, yeah, there was this evil force, but like he rocked so hard that he beat the evil force. And you wouldn't believe it, but like, yeah, all but he did. Sixty other songs are about the same damn thing. <sighs> Sorry, I just I get mad. <laughs> and uh, after lunch, the band is all playing together and it actually sounds decent. Like first run through that we get to see, they're singing the rent song. And uh, he's also teaching them how to rock with passion. They're too stiff. They need a couple touch-ups, but yeah. the talent is as there's the potential. We just have to hit the gym more. It's kind of funny that the way he loosens up the guitar player. Well, he goes to the, the drummer kid first, and he says, tighten up the screws. And then to the guitar player, he's like, oh, loosen up, which I think is a cool like duality Drop, drop the arm. Good little dichotomy. But he's it's, giving him a, a formula to loosen teaching. up. It is, oh, it is very specific. It's good. But I think you can't, his, Yeah, you can't have the same attitude for all kids. His te- no, Montessori I'm just saying, like, style. Montessori <laughs> style. I'm more upset about his technique for loosening up the other kid because he gave him, like, a strict formula on how to stay loose, which is just, like, kind of <laughs> counterintuitive to what being loose would be, right? To, to find the definition of redundant in the dictionary, look up redundant. I'm going to hit you. That's what Dr. Wendt would say. Very soon. Um, but he's giving the kids homework now, too. Yeah. But it's not... It's Montessori homework. You got to listen to... We never had homework. Not even CDs to listen to. Not even CDs. Well, he gives them each, like... We would have went on strike if that happened. Jesus. <laughs> the kids the go kids on strike from school. That's so funny. That's a movie. <laughs> the first time you get homework and it's to listen to a CD, like, Oh, we're fucking done. <laughs> This is fucking bullshit. Like, listen to your favorite song when you get home. Get home, tell their parents. And their parents are like, "What did she say? She told you to do what? Is this week at home? Have you contacted your union rep? Yeah. She would get lynched, I think. Montessori's are really loose, but the parents are hardcore. <laughs> Truly, this is fucking bullshit. Lynch the because teachers if they give any homework. David Lynch the teachers. Well, as the principal says later in this movie, they, are, they parents don't have a sense of humor about their kids. No, that is true. The prep parents didn't, for sure. Any parents. Uh, maybe Brandon's, I guess. And my my dad, <laughs> for sure. Look at how funny he looks. <laughs> You've, yeah, got funny so, looking. You've got so much poop on you right now. <laughs> You're just smearing <laughs> shit on your forehead, doing like the Simba thing. Well, um, you up. Tamika comes up after class, after they're all getting their CDs. She says she doesn't want to be a roadie. She wants to be a singer. And, and so he's like, all right, sing for me now. And she's like a little afraid. But this girl's got pipes. Tamika could sing. Yeah. Sometimes. When she wanted to. Yeah. And, um... All the little kids have little talents. (laughs) And the next day, Jack Black's showing up to school, and he overhears Zach, the guitar player, getting yelled at by his dad. He's like, no more guitar, no more rock and roll. You go home, you do your homework, you do your chores, that's it. Only what Miss Sean Clinker... Yeah, whatever. I don't remember the music teacher's That's name. crazy that he doesn't even know that they have a substitute teacher. Does he not know? Yeah, because he, he's like, Mrs. No, he's, Schlo- talking, 
that's the music about teacher. The music teacher. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, she, I thought that that's, that was because that's like real homework, no. not whatever whatever Jack Black has given out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. So but it's also if if it's like his free time, like wouldn't you rather your kid be like playing an instrument versus like doing Fortnite or whatever, doing the Fortnite, <laughs> banging in the streets. No, he still wants him to play the guitar. He just wants him to play not know, rock like, and roll. If it's like in his free time, if it's all his other shit's done, I'd rather no, you my be... kid do that than than play Fortnite. Yeah, but like that's you, and that's like I, I would be the same way. But that's not this guy. This guy's going a step further and being like, "Oh, he's playing guitar. That's good for him." But also, like, you know, stick to the classics. I don't want any of that rock and roll nonsense. Like this guy hates. If you, if he loves play, authority. This guy kisses playing, and licks boots all day long. If you're playing rock that's and roll, job. you're going to be gangbanging in the. <laughs> you're going to be gangbanging in the streets the next day. You're part of the Bloods. If Roxy drops a dime, wait. <laughs> if Ray Ray come walk around these parts. You don't go dropping a dime, do yous? Do yous? Um, but yeah, so he overhears this conversation, and Dewey's just trying to teach them all, like really teach them how to stick it to the man. And the class just roasts the fuck out of him. He's oh, like, yeah. he's like, pretend I'm the man, like pretend I'm the man, stick it to me. And <laughs> I think it was uh, Freddie right away. Shut up, Schneebly! Shut the hell up, Schneebly. <laughs> The little backup Stupid singer. ass. Yeah, the little backup singer. The little so much girl. sass. Yeah. Oh, dude. I've been saying stupid ass stupid like that ass. for years, and I was wondering, like, who started that? It might have been her. And uh, really, this whole lesson to stick it to the man is both directly and indirectly related to Zach sticking it to his dad. Mm-hmm. And uh, you get to see him. Yeah, off. step off. Another yeah. good just improvised song by him. That's like one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie. And now you get this other scene where Dewey's eating with the other teachers at lunch. He's really starting to fit in with the teachers. He's killed. They're all laughing at his jokes and whatnot. He, yeah, there's an Annie Hall genesis of a joke there because he says the those the who can't one, teach, teach Jim. Yeah, that is an Annie Hall joke. And, uh, I'll have to watch Annie You Hall. finally get a whole montage of it. If you listen to the podcast, mm-hmm. you'll get it. Yeah, we right before the montage, um, Freddie and the and Basie, her name, Posh Spice, were arguing about female drummers. Freddie's like, "Yeah, there are no good female drummers." <laughs> and she's like, uh, "Meg White, another one I'm forgetting." Uh, Sheila E. That's Sheila E. Yeah. My note here was the kids are really live, laugh, loving rock music now. I hate that. <laughs> because I'm gonna skip past that and get back to Meg White. Jack Black's passionate about what he's teaching. Yeah, you he can live, laugh, loves life. Yeah, <laughs> he lives life, loves life, and laughs life. Yeah, and if you if you want to teach, be a good like geometry teacher, you got to be passionate about fucking triangles and shit. If you want to yeah, be a good sure. rock you be teacher, passionate about fucking tetrahedrons, all that all that fucking garbage. That's I gotta do, get your rocks off. Yeah. I could be a geometry teacher <laughs> if it's about fucking and triangles. I could be a geometry teacher. <laughs> I know. Um, but yeah, so they're all doing that <laughs> and. uh montage of the whole class learning all about rock the history of rock and everything like that like they need to know it to appreciate it as well um and uh can't believe we're only halfway through the podcast mrs mullen warns all the teachers that student teacher conferences are coming up and they're like wow she's really uptight like does she ever let loose and one of them was like she got drunk once and sang stevie nicks so you could see the gears turning in dewey's head Mm -hmm. about that and uh trying to sleep with her Dewey and the band yeah. sneak out of school to go audition for Battle of the Bands. The rest of the class work together with like pre-recorded tracks of like lessons to fool There's Mrs. Mullins. Shit. Yeah, exactly. That they're learning, and uh, 
they get to the venue and Dewey has to convince Tamika here because, like you're saying, when she wants to sing, she's great. She's scared to sing now. She thinks oh, she's too, too fat to sing. This was a good body positivity scene, though. Yeah, because he was like, you know, if you like eating food, I think you just keep do it, keep doing it. Because if you like to sing, just keep doing it. Just keep singing. Because who? It, I. The only problem I had with the scene as like a crazy person was the like. You know, who cares what everybody else thinks? Whereas Jack Black's take on it was like, oh, they're going to love you. They're going to love your voice and be jealous of your talent. And I think that's probably a better message. And I like that. More positive. Well, I, I yeah. think Jack Black was kind of a beacon for body positivity, like way earlier than like a lot of people were, which is a nice touch here. And like 2003 is quite early in my sense of it. I think he's yeah. just he's just a very empathetic maybe the kids transform him into a very empathetic guy because he takes the same approach with like lawrence he's saying like it doesn't matter like if if you're a rock if you're a rock and band you're the coolest cat around you could be the saddest sack of shit around he tells him yeah that's true i don't i don't want to gloss he over looks out for the downtrodden he does and i think that's a very admirable admirable character characteristic good god how many beers have i had brandon one two? and a half one and a half I don't want to gloss over Brandon saying that Jack Black was the catalyst for the body positivity movement. <laughs> I'm not saying that he was a catalyst. You kind of implied it, though. You're like, Jack Black was really ahead of his time in terms of body positivity. At least promoting it, like, on a Hollywood level. Like, yes, people can believe it on their own and everything, but, like, seeing it represented in media sure. was not overly common in 2003. I don't know. Orson Welles is a pretty had fat guy. Movies. Yeah, see? Two different guys we just had at the same time within half John a second. Candy. John, John Candy. John Candy. Yeah, that's a good one. Wait, yeah. did you say Chris Farley already? I said Chris Farley okay. already. Roseanne. I guess this might be the most positive spin on their bodies, though, because they don't talk about it. It's not like the butt of every joke. Yeah, for sure. A lot of them use it that way, and he's not. But they, they hmm. get to their audition, and uh, Freddie runs off into a van with some other performers there, and <laughs> he's Jack Black wants to wasted. Jack Black, once again, he turns into, like, a real teacher. He's like, I was scared. Like, don't go running off or I will tell your parents about these things. Like, he's you you really see that. Yeah, which is he's, an empty thread. He's, yeah, exactly. But he's, like, caring about the kids. Like, he's he's worried about them. And they go to their audition. The organizer's saying, like, the show's overbooked. They can't audition. And he walks out and he tells Summer that. And she's like, I got a plan for you. This little 10-year-old, Miranda Cosgrove, has the most sinister plan. So he it's goes back so in. Scares the shit out of the organizer. Like, the guy thought he was going to die. Yeah. Like, we beat to death. <laughs> and uh, he goes back in and tells them that the kids are terminally ill children. That he promised them that they could play Battle of the Bands. You had a great note here. Did I? The kid dead on the ground? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Freddy was just laying face down. <laughs> I, yeah. He was very terminally ill. So ill that he was dead. He was dead in the streets. <laughs> so fucking funny. Because there's a kid, like, coughing... They had to stick it to the maniosis. Yeah. Which is Which, probably the least believable aspect of the movie, that he got away with that. Yeah. Yeah. But if you say it slowly enough, you can't really connect it as a full sentence. Stick it like, I'm still to with you. It's not very maniosis. believable. Maniosis. So yes. Stick, stick it to demaniosis. If you split it, like, stick it to and demaniosis. If you split those up. Stick it to demaniosis. Yeah, see? Yeah. Sounds like bad. you're saying stick it to the man. I don't think it's bit. it's probably like top five for least believable things, but 
you know, yeah, not quite number one, at um, least for me. But the plan works. Like, he's like, you know what? We're going to let you go on the show now. And when everyone's back at school, they say they've come up with a band name and they unveil the name on the shirt. The School, the school of Rock. That's the movie title. They did it. Hey! Oh, roll credits. Goodbye, guys. And it's, a, the laptop it's, a, off. it's a good little band name. And um, they're all rocking out. Mrs. Mullins, they've got like security cameras in the hallways now. Yeah. Mrs. Mullins almost catches them rocking out. And uh, she wants to sit in on the class for the afternoon. He's like, yeah, come back in the afternoon. We'll do it. She's like, it's the afternoon now. So he has to end up faking all this shit and makes up like this math song off the top of his head, too. Is he, he's, yeah, just, he he's, he's like doing power chords for math. He's like, three plus three is six. Lots he he gets away chords. with it. You know, it's believable. We, it's pretty good. We were like, we were like, how the yes. hell did he get away with that? We only saw one scene. That means he had to have kept it up for like two hours as well. Yeah, he got away with it. And then that was the question we asked immediately. It was like, how did he get away with that? And then the next scene is like him walking out with uh, Miss Mullins. 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 Roseanne. Rosaline. Rose. Whatever. Yeah, Roz. Roanne. Yeah, she, yeah, they're walking out. Like, how to get away with it? And then she's out like, oh, I'm glad you can extend your stay. But like, and we think we're like, it. oh, she's not going to extend it. But instead, she's like, we're not interested in this form of learning. If you could just stick to the curriculum. Experimental education. Yeah. Yeah. But he's got an extended contract there because apparently that broken leg, far worse. Yeah, it was four broken legs. <laughs> and um, <laughs> turns out. She's, she's not liking what he's doing there. She wants him to stick to the books. And he's like, you know what? How about I invite you to coffee right now? We'll talk about the curriculum. Instead of going to a coffee shop, they end up at a bar. Mm-hmm. She starts drinking beer. It's a rock and- bar. It's like a Scottish drag bar. Yeah, and... Who's that fucking guy? The waiter? Yeah, the waiter? He was... Guy. Was that John I Cusack? I hardly know her. <laughs> Dude, it could have oh, been. I don't think it was. I don't think it was, but that would have been great. She, been. Well, she starts drinking beer. Dewey puts on Stevie Nicks, and they start to just vibe instead of talk <laughs> about school. Well, and she had, like, four sips it, of beer. It's, like, it's pretty good, like, character depth for her, too, because she's, like, I'm insecure about like is no one's my friend do they really like me or whatever she's insecure about her ability to hang i put yeah, yeah. and now she's like trying to sleep with uh <laughs> with dewey. dewey yeah and she's just like drunk vibing with him and in the midst of all this she even agrees to like let them go on a field trip yeah to the philharmonic yeah and he drops her back off at the school in his van and yeah she opens up to how she can't be herself she can't hang that the she doesn't want to disappoint the people, it's the people's weed. You have a charger in my bedroom, not near me. But um, she she doesn't want to disappoint the parents. She doesn't want to disappoint the teachers. But it's her job to like stick it to them. You know. Exactly. I can't see your guys' faces anymore. I'm sorry. There you are. But, Hi, Caesar. Oh. Yeah, she's got good character depth. She opens up and uh, Billy, the stylist, comes up with the craziest outfits for two of the kids. And he's like, whoa, tone it back. Um, and Dewey rejects that. But he likes the ideas of school uniforms. And uh, amidst all this, like, fashion things, Zach is playing a song back in the background. That His Dewey own song. Yeah, Dewey doesn't recognize it. And yeah, it's an original he wrote. And Dewey loves it. The song is all about, like, school and sticking it to the man. He's channeling, and Dewey's already like, this is already way better than anything I've ever written. A 10-year-old. Yeah, he's, he, he's, it's too hot. 
He sees the potential. He sees all the hard work coming together in this song. And the class just kind of jams out together to this new song. And uh, tomorrow is the big day. It's Battle of the Bands. (laughs) What's that conversation going on in the background? It's Seth trying to get Caesar out of the bedroom. (laughs) I don't mind him being in here, but it's too hot for him, man. He's got a lot of fur. He's got a lot of fur. I don't want him in here. And Louie's trying to get in now. Lou, you stay out. Get out. (laughs) Caesar. Nobody loves you. You and I are good friends, and you listen to me constantly. Remember? I don't think he's going to go. Remember about... Okay, well... Um, But tomorrow's the big day. You were too old for this. Louie. Seth, you're just going to have to leave of goodness... Okay. I worry about their. It's hot as hell in here, dude. But tomorrow's the Battle of Bands. And it's also the. Tonight is the teacher. What is going on over there? (laughs) Chill out, Seth. (laughs) Okay, sorry. I'm good. (laughs) We're sorry. (laughs) We're so sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Tonight is the parent teacher conference. Yes. And, um,. Dewey gives, like, this inspirational speech about how proud he is of all of them, Lose. and even tell them, like, if it doesn't matter if they lose tomorrow. Um, and he goes to Mrs. Mullins, he's like, hey, about the field trip, and she's like, oh, I forgot, you know, I don't know the details, so I'm not going to allow it, like, it's too late to get everything in order, and she's so stressed out about parents' night, and um, back at home, Ned gets a check from the school in his name, and Ned... He's like, oh, I'm going to call the school. This must Mike be a mistake. Yep. But Dewey comes clean about everything. He tells him to let it slide for just one day more, and then he I, will tell e- yeah, everyone. Yeah, I just want to do Battle of Bands so these kids can have their moment, and then I'll, I'll come clean. And but then Yeah, it's not even then, about uh, the money. Then Sarah Silverman walks in the door with a menacing look, and we don't know what's going to yeah. happen next. Instead, he's, might die he's from off. a panic attack. What? I said Ned might die from a panic attack. Like, his face was so yeah. red when she walked in. Yeah, it was pretty bad. And um, Dewey tells Mrs. Mullen at parent-teacher night, he's like, I can't go in there because I'm not a teacher. But she takes this as all, like, metaphorical <laughs> instead of, like, a literal I'm not a teacher. She's like, you are. you just not conventional in it. Yeah. And well, instead of like- fighting her and being like, He's like, no, you're you're a substitute. Like that's a real teacher. And he's like, well, I'm not even that. You might <laughs> say, yeah. He doesn't put up too much of a fight about it, though. He's like, well, I guess I am a teacher, huh? And then goes and bombs. Yeah. Well, during the parent teacher conference, all the parents are livid about what he's teaching. The kids tell him, like, just tell him about the project, and he just this tells is them, not homework. <laughs> yeah. Nice. And he just tells them how talented they all are and (laughs) how he cares about them. And outside the classroom, some cops show up. Ned told his girlfriend, and she called the cops, and he's so busted. And I don't know why he like, if he was arrested. Oh, change of scenery. I don't know if if he was arrested or not because he, like, bolted out the classroom. But back at home, Dewey gets in a screaming match with Patty, and uh, Ned yells at both of them. He tells Dewey that. Music wasn't was hard for him to give up, but it was his time, and now it's time for Dewey to move out, and like that's the end of this this, this relationship is, between yeah. Ned and Dewey. This well structured movie. This is the low point of the movie, right here. Exactly. Yeah. He can't. And, he can't um, touch his kids. They can't touch him, and his roommate wants him out. The low point of any man's life. But so all the parents are screaming at Roz, in um her like office or whatever and 
freaking all the kids are in the classroom together. They're arguing whether their time with Dewey was meaningful or not. And they decide that they've worked too hard not to play the show. So they get in the bus, like they organize the bus to come up. They all load up and they go to Dewey's place to take him yeah. with, to the show with them. Bus driver's like, okay, kids, I guess I'll listen to you. <laughs> As yeah, the most irresponsible bus driver of all time. The most irresponsible adult in the movie. He takes a well, uh, probably up for debate still, but take like a, a group full of ten-year-old kids, like twenty of them, unsupervised. And she's like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna meet this thirty-five-year-old disgraced teacher at his house at his apartment. He didn't show up for school today. We got to pick him yeah. up." And the oh, bus driver's like, "Oh yeah, I'll take your word for it, ten-year-old kids. <laughs> These kids, <laughs> you are- know, our substitute." <laughs> oh, go ahead, Brandon. I was just going to say, you know the substitute teacher that's been with us for a couple weeks and just got arrested? Yeah, we got to go pick him up. He's hungover. We got to pick him up on the way to the Battle of the Bands. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, hell yeah. The bus the driver bus was the privy. hardest rocker in this movie. <laughs> he was. I don't think he was privy to the arrest information. No, but I don't I did, think so either. I did put no. the kids broke out of school to change a man's life and to end the world with a rock show. Yes. End the world, not change the world? They're going to change, well, yeah, change a man's life and the world. They're changing the world, yes. too. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Dewey's going with him. And uh, Ned stands up to his girlfriend, Patty. He's like, I'm going to go watch Dewey at the show. Like, this is important to him. It's important to me. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do it. This is my friend. And at the show, Dewey tells the group that they get one song to perform. And they should showcase themselves and do Zach's song. Like, that's the best one that fits them. And they're like, we haven't practiced a lot. They and he's like, on it. What if we? What if we don't win? And he's like, We're not here to win. We're just here to give one great rock show. Like he's over the money. He's built this connection with the kids. And um, Gordon shows up. He's the light board kid, the electrician of it all. Yeah. The- Who has not been shown in this movie until like, now, basically. He's like, Gordon, you take over the lights. And he's like, we're like, who the fuck is Gordon? He, like, wasn't there. No, and Gordon's like, well... It's a brand new kid. He's like, he's really getting his moment because he hasn't been in at all. And he's like, he's afraid. He's like, I've never done the plans to this song like all the other songs. He's like, you'll just have to feel things out in the yeah, moment. The lighting doesn't freestyle As a 10-year-old, you have to freestyle the light show for our band. <laughs> and, um... Okay, I, I got this. Da- this band before the school... Of rock mm-hmm. is amazing. Yeah, what? It's his old band. This this Creed knockoff you thought was awesome. <laughs> yeah, we well, also said Creed. The lead singer was really good, and it is what? it's it's Jack Black's old. It's Dewey's old band. That was no it, vacancy. It is no yeah, vacancy. Yeah, that was no vacancy. Yeah. They don't make it was out there vibing. Spider was out. Yeah, Spider, and the, the lead singer was just really good. I looked him up later. He has been in a couple different like Broadway plays. Rent actually like four times. I thought they were really good, but yes, they did sound Sounds like, like he paid his rent. <laughs> he was in the... <gasps> oh my god, it all ties together. He gets to come back and do it again if you pay it. And uh, The rent was so hardcore. So all the parents and Roz are showing up like, <laughs> to pay his we, rent need, we need to get in the show. Our kids are in there. And this ticket guy at the front's like, yeah, you're not getting in if you don't buy a ticket. So they all buy tickets. Like, what? Just fucking mob this guy. There's yeah. 20 of you. You're 20 he is angry the best. parents. He's the best ticket taker of all time. He's like, yeah. they kidnapped our son. He's like, I've heard it a thousand times before. Back of the line, bitch. <laughs> oh, I've heard the kidnapped our son, sons, yeah. I guess, of 20 different parents to play, before. To play in Battle of the Bands before. I've had a group of 20 middle-aged people try to get in here with the old kidnapped a whole classroom at once theory. Not working this time. <laughs> I fell for it once. I won't fall for it again. 
This is a ticket taker for the gods. <laughs> well, it's School of Rock time up on the stage. Of course. And their outfits aren't de- the movie's definitely... movie's climax. Yeah, the movie's climax. The outfits definitely aren't their school uniforms. They're rock uniforms. Yeah. And um, this song by the kids, they are rocking out, and it is great. Yeah, it's great. I'm smiling, like, ear to ear during this whole song. It's, prob- it's probably the best climax in movies of the last 20 years. Off the top of my head. This is such an amazing climax of just three minutes of rock ecstasy. The kids are rocking. Jack Black is rocking. The rock okay. is literally changing the minds of the parents from pressing charges to celebrating this man who's kidnapped their children. But did you see Transformers 4? Sausage Fest. <laughs> when <laughs> no, they all that. fuck? Yeah, when <laughs> they the fuck end? for like three minutes straight in like different sex I- positions <laughs> and you imagine food having coitus. You didn't see it. I haven't seen it. I've seen seen it. it. Brandon, yeah, yeah. Would would it be weird if I hadn't seen it and you were like the end of Sausage Party and I just guessed when they all fuck? Yeah, that would have been really weird. But I know that you've seen it, (laughs) so it's not crazy. Um, But you have to watch it. Like every fucking kid is like nailing their solo and whatnot. I'm smiling and I I cried a little bit. Oh my god, of course you did. Yeah. Yeah. There's beauty there's beauty in the moment. It is a great climax. I don't know if the best of the last twenty yeah, years. Yeah, man. The whole world's beautiful. You don't have to cry about it. I'm lawful good, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm crying because like all the parents are really starting to appreciate their kids' talents, like you said. Maybe like overlooking them kidnapping and seeing the hard work that they put into these things. And like Dewey's nail and the stage dive and the crowd goes wild. And they end their performance and they go backstage. The kids are like flexing on all these rockers. They're like, wow, you're really great. How old are you? Like, fucking 10. What's up? Yeah. Spider, Spider's like, hey, what do you do? You in the band? He's like, I'm the principal at Horace Green. All over Miss <laughs> Mullins. Yeah, yeah well, that's, that's pretty high. Yeah. And the w- winner of the contest ends up being no vacancy. Dewey's old band. And the whole crowd is upset about the winner except for one guy. And they're just, yeah, no vacancy. How could they possibly have won? I don't know. What, they were better than School of Rock. That's how. Well, how? Whole... How? How? They had the same... They were better. What do you mean? The lead singer was way? better. In what way? <laughs> I can't they say... They had a fuller sounding I instrumental with less people that... and the lead That's singer without was Without hearing the whole song and seeing the performance. No, that was... I, I mean, that was enough. like seven seconds of Arms Wide Open versus... Versus maybe the uh, classic rock song for the ages. It was a very well performed Creed cover, <laughs> which is versus a ten year old's pipe dream coming to fruition with the help of nineteen other ten year olds that Jack Black like took over and made himself the lead singer of. It was wild. I don't know if they. If they were, if the other band was three year olds, I wouldn't have thought it was as impressive as the School of Rock band was. You just can't win a competition based off of gimmicks. Well, it wasn't based off of gimmicks. The whole it's crowd apparently it, it appears that School of Rock was better and more deserved because the whole crowd starts cheering, exactly. chant for him to come out. Yeah, and the class gives Dewey a little pep talk, oh, and not the whole crowd. The the school runs out to perform an encore. To perform some ACDCs. Cause it's a long way to the top yeah. if you want to They come back on the encore and they play WAP, actually. <laughs> well, the song <laughs> continues, but you cut to the streets. <laughs> Not like the ghetto, just like a street. You know what you said. <laughs> and where there is a um, 
a building that is the School of Rock after school program, and all the kids in the band are there just jamming to the same song. It's like a nice little continuity. Yeah. Ned's even has like a little Rock 101 section for little kids, which you were pissed about. I was really mad because he was like, play a C chord, and then none of them had the fingering right for a C chord. One of them was playing an E or an E minor. I couldn't see the forefinger. The other one was like seven frets down. <laughs> and then the other one just like just had their palm on the strings. So it was all it's all terrible. I was pissed. I'm still a little pissed about it. I think that just that was like meant to just like show Ned's like sort of meek nature in teaching too. It is very meek cuz it wasn't <laughs> like, well, let me help you. He was just like, oh, that's yeah. you did it right. Good job. Okay. Well, and all this is happening. Jack Black, not Dewey. It's like literally just Jack Black is jamming with the kids. Being himself, being like funny old goofy Jack Black, letting all the kids have their solos as the credits roll over everything. Little Marta, like she gets a little singing solo. She breaks the fourth wall. She uh-huh. does. The end of the movie. Yeah. But it's still going. And she's doing that. She looks scared. We're still on the screen. Yeah. Like she's been self aware. These outro credits are just super meta. And that's how it ends. It's just them all having fun as a band. And that's the end of School of Rock. Prompt. Prompt. Let's rock! (laughs) Which means I have time. To go pee? I'm going to pee and I have to grab my phone. I was charging. so I Oh, for your quotes. Yeah. yeah. That's why. Right. It was a 2% idea. <laughs> Alrighty. So. Fill the air while I'm in the bathroom for 40 minutes. Yeah, I mean, we got quotes. So. Okay. Um, nice. Seth's going to go grab his phone that was about to die. And we're going to move right into it. We're going to do some quotes, ratings, and reviews with a new sauna background. Yeah. Or no, that's a hibachi background with some quarters. So let's let's do some fucking quarters. Quarters. Math is a wonderful thing Math is a really cool thing So get off your ass, let's do some math Math, 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 math Three minus four is... Negative one That's right And six times a billion is... Six billion? Nailed it! And 54 is a 45 more than what is the answer, Marta? Nine. No, it's eight. No, it's nine. Yes, I was testing you. It's nine. And that's a magic number. Alrighty, quotable film, I think. How many? Of you I got, think so. Lucas? Yeah. Um. Let's go through them here. I have two. Fuck! Three. I've got fifteen. I probably have like eight. All right. I'm sure Seth, Seth? has probably somewhere around me. Ten. Uh, so you do half of yours. I'll do half of mine. And then Seth might have returned by then. Yep. Okay. So my first quote. Um. I don't want to do him without Seth, though. He, he he gets a kick out of these. I know. It's too late. We can't have this be in three hours. Yeah, I guess. Um, Alright, Jack Black, the man the man of the movie. Um, he said 
to to Ned while while Sarah Silverman is standing right next to him. He says, "The band is about to hit it big, and when we do, I'll throw you and your dog a bone." Which is <laughs> they just just called her a dog. Mm. Um, after Dewey gets kicked out of the band, even by the guy, even by his friend, the friend in the band says, "Dewey, I hope this doesn't come between us, man. I really care about you, man." <laughs> after he kicked him out of his band. Voted to kick him out. That man was such a moron. He was. Um, Straight This moron. is also from Jack Black to Ned. He said, man, you're the cross-dressing, blood-sucking incubus for maggot death. Because... Yep. Back like I never left, baby. He's the cross-dressing, blood-sucking incubus for maggot death. Like... What was that from? What? He was the cross-dressing incubus for maggot death. He was, and now he changed to something else. And then my fourth one... Um, Jack Black is trying to save face with the principal at lunchtime and one of the girls comes up to him with a band name suggestion she goes how about pig rectum <laughs> we laughed at that one a lot that, that was, was a good yeah, one that's funny. because and that, it, at first bears, the bumblebees yeah at first it was the bumblebees and koala bears she's like I need something harder so they came up with pig rectum yeah but it's while he's talking to Miss <laughs> yeah. Mullen um, I'm gonna go next I'm gonna do half of mine how many count how many you have okay um I I have I almost primarily have them from IMDb. Uh, how many you have? Twelve. Okay. I mine are almost primarily from IMDb, so these might be out of order. The film just kind of jumbled, so I'll just go from the top so down. There's always one for me. So you put in like eleven quotes from IMDb before the thing started. Exactly. Um, the first one is, my name is Dewey Finn, and no, I'm not a licensed teacher, but I have been touched by your kids, and I'm pretty sure I've touched them. Probably the most infamous scene of the movie. At the parent-teacher, yeah. Um, next one is... They're almost all Jack Black. He goes, God of Rock, thank you for this chance to kick ass. We are your humble servants. Please give us the power to blow people's minds with our high-voltage rock. In your name we pray. Amen. And thus they were prayer. blessed. Um, next one is their Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance thus to the band... <laughs> to the band of Mr. Schneebly and will not fight him for creative control and will defer to him on all issues related to the musical direction of the band. The kids were like, and they just mumbled the last part. But it really highlights um, his, his change throughout the movie because at the beginning he's obsessed with creative control. And at the end he was like, you know, we're a band. We're going to vote. Let's do Zach's song. You know, this is yeah. Our band, not my band. And we're not even going to do my song. Yeah. Um, next when Dewey was talking with all the teachers at lunch when he was really fitting in he goes oh I was this close to getting the Polish Philharmonic and I nailed that audition but I didn't get it guess who did Yo-Yo Ma's cousin little nepotists anyway I just decided to give up and become a teacher because those that can't do teach and those that can't teach well they teach Jim there's our Annie Hall I just liked also the the audition the nepotists yeah well nepotists Yo-Yo Pa this is we've talked about this on the battle of the demands director he's like what do they all have and he's like it's a rare blood disease stick it to demaniosis and he's like what's that i've never heard of it and he's like you're lucky because it's hell <laughs> he sold the um, hell out of it <laughs> uh dewey when he's singing the math song math is a wonderful thing math is a really good thing so get off your ath let's do some math 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 and um, the last one that I have here right now is Summer talking to Dewey. I research groupies on the internet. They're sluts. They sleep with them. And he's like, no, that's not true. They're like cheerleaders. 
I don't want to be a cheerleader. Cheerleaders are the, the groupies of high school and college athletics. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, so they're smashing everybody. Yep. All right, your turn. Is there a reason we're in the dark, by the way? Because he's asleep. So we can't turn on the lights or we'll wake the lizard. Okay. Um, I'll stop. I'll yell at you if one of yours has already been taken. Okay. Thank you. I was going to say, sorry if there's any repeats. Well, I guess my first note here is just Amy Sedaris because I saw her in the cast list. Oh. I don't know. Bojack. Yeah, she's Princess Carolyn. Princess Carolyn. But I don't know what she was in the movie. Yeah, I don't know. Either. David Sedaris' um, sister. Who's David Sedaris? Yeah, who's David Sedaris? What the, you guys don't know, you know Amy Sedaris and not David Sedaris? You guys are fucking losers. Okay, I get a pass, though. I get a pass, <laughs> personally. He's, he's a very famous humorist writer. Huh. Writer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hardly, I hardly know her. Oh, fuck you. Um, okay, so my first one... I forget. I think uh, this is probably Jack Black's quote. It says, I'm out there on the front lines liberating people with my music. Yeah, definitely. That's Jack Black. <laughs> for be. sure. I think there's no way it's not. Well, I think this next one, I think it's... Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say that was in response to... Because... Um, Sarah Silverman is like, we have real jobs. Like, we're in society. We contribute. And he's like, yeah, I'm out there liberating minds. <laughs> and I, I think this next quote is actually from the same scene where he says, would you tell Picasso to sell his guitars? <laughs> yeah, and she was she, I, very distraught about how stupid he was after that. I almost yeah. put that in a cat's fact thing because a lot of, I found like a lot of Picasso paintings have like but guitars and musical instruments and shit that's in true, it. That's true, yeah. So I was like, mm, yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, how many am I listing off? Six. Half, so six. Six? Okay. It's still half. Got it. Um, it's still the same scene. I'll have the rent by the end of next week. Go tell the mayor. Cool. <laughs> He's talking Thanks, to mayor. Sarah Silverman. She's Let the, the mayor's mayor assistant. Yeah. She's the mayor's assistant, yeah. Like he, he gives a fuck. This is just a note right after that is he wants to hit Sarah Silverman so bad. Because every scene where she's saying something like kind of snobby, he's like He's got blood vessels popping. He's like ready to just punch her lights out every yeah. fucking time. He's crazy. Um, let's see, he really wants to hit Sarah Silverman. Get three more. He's talking to. He's asking the kids what they like to do. He's trying to write a song or something. He goes, Freddie, mm-hmm. Freddie, what do you like to do? He says, I don't know, burn stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Same, brother. I got met. Jack Black did this thing with his eyes where he's darting back. Oh and yeah, forth, and I was like, you can't do that. The only way you can do that is if you have, like, a a thing you're looking at in the distance and you're following it. But you can't do that with your eyes like, yeah, automatically. Yeah, he, he did that so fast. Unless you just work him out. Uh, he has the worst hands because he kept doing some weird shit. Posh Spice is a quote just because he called it Posh Spice. Sure. Um, and this one I can't figure out. Oh, I think this is when the kids are trying to egg him on to singing his song. And somebody goes, just play the song, Schneebly. Oh, yeah, that and, was Freddy. Okay. Yeah, and that's just like one of those. That's just such a silly name. Schneebly, yeah, for sure. I have to take sure. the quote down. Ned Schneebly. That finishes off Schneebly. Schneebly. All right, I think I have three left. One of mine might have gotten taken. Um, uh, when they were sticking it to the man, they were sort of telling Jack Black off. Lawrence, the Asian, guy, Asian uh, keyboard player, says, You are fat loser and you have body odor. <laughs> Yeah, he Lawrence fucking got him. He did. He's like, okay, ass. thanks, buddy. Stupid ass. Um, I guess I have three more quotes left, so I guess I have four. Um, this one is from the principal. She's just like walking the halls, looking at like these like kindergartners drawn. And she goes, "Oh, three worms. That's very clever, Brayden. Yes, I just, <laughs> I just, I just like, not remember that drawing. 
It was right before they snuck out to go to school, yeah. Huh. Or go to the Three words. Very clever. It's just like three lines. <laughs> yeah. Um, when accused of like hearing music from the principal, she's, uh, Jack Black goes, hmm, I haven't heard any music. I guess Miss Lemons must be on crack, right, kids? <laughs> yeah. And the kids are all like, yep, yep, must yeah, be. she's super on crack. It's yeah. almost certainly one of my quotes. And then my last one um, <laughs> was they're kind of all sad the next morning after they after Dewey got busted. And one of the kids goes, so he wasn't Mr. Schneebly? And then Freddie goes, no, it was Dewey something. <laughs> Both terrible names, Dewey and Schneebly. Yeah, Dewey is yeah. somehow and better. That- <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> For sure. And so you actually just said one of mine a little bit earlier. You didn't say the quote when you, but you did. It was uh, did I say that correctly, Schneebly? And actually, it's Schneebly. <laughs> just fucking roasting this other teacher. Miss um, <laughs> Mullins is asking him, "Is there anything else you'll need?" And he goes, "I'm a teacher. All I need is minds for molding." That's exactly right. Um, he has all the natural resources he needs at his fingertips. Freddie is like. You're hungover, but your teacher's like, yeah, I'm hungover. He's like, that means you're an alcoholic. And he's like, no. He's like, you wouldn't come to work hungover if you weren't an alcoholic. You have a disease, which is early woke thinking that alcoholism is disease and not just like, you know, an addiction. like Delinquency. Yeah. Yeah. He's, Freddie was so woke in 2003 as a kid. Yeah. He says, we need to get you into some, some recovery, <laughs> not, not to jail. Too bad he's so dumb about other stuff. <laughs> Um, and then he tries to get loaded himself. Yeah. yeah. Th- so, I the scene when Summer is yelling at him like we need structure and everything. Yeah. And Dewey goes, "Miss Dumbum ain't your teacher today. I am, and I have a headache and the runs. So I say recess." And he's like, "TMI, but go for it. Proud of you for having the runs because that's me after recess I drink." God. Um. <laughs> this is one where he, after he watches them all play their instruments in music class, and he brings it back, and he asks, uh, "What's what's our cello lady's name? Posh Spice? What are you calling her?" Basie. Basie. He's going. What were you playing before? She goes a cello. He's like, "Well, this is a bass guitar, and instead of playing it like this upright, he's like, you play it like this and let your fingers do the rocking. You tip it to the side and cello, cello. you're rocking. Yeah, Basie's mom." Um, <laughs> two more. My penultimate Basie, quote. Basie's mom is is the viola. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is an upright. This bass. is from Mrs. Mullins. <laughs> after all the kids go out on the bus, and she goes back to the room, finding that they're all gone. She goes, "I have just inf- I've just been informed that all your children are missing." So, and then everybody just yells. That was kind of that was a great scene because at first they were like. How could you let this guy teach? And then she's just getting yelled at. Like, you know, she was afraid of when she was confiding in Jack Black earlier. And she runs out and she comes back and she almost says it as, as like, a, hey, fuck you guys. Yeah. Your kids are missing. So who are you mad at now? Huh? She's like, she's almost happy to deliver that line because she's so pissed at these parents. She's yeah. Like, I'm, they got their just desserts. Their kids are missing. Take that. Maybe you shouldn't be mean to this 40 year old woman. Yeah. And my last one here is a really deep quote. It's either when he's talking in the parent-teacher conference or when he says his little quotes before they perform. But Dewey says, let the children's laughter remind us of how we used to be. He's saying that it's the <laughs> teachers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the oh, okay. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that a song? Yeah. Not, he's <laughs> like a song? I like to think that Jack Black's going through every song in history like, uh, no, I don't think so, no. actually. No. I just went through all of them <laughs> and I didn't remember that. So, No. 
It's a deep quote, but uh, yeah, it's a music. It's a lyric, but it's very deep. Finish yours off, Seth. Yeah, okay. Do it. Okay. Uh, you took my stupid ass one. <laughs> uh, it says... Just play the song, Schneebly. Okay. <laughs> when he's telling the kid how to... It's Zach, right? The guitarist? Yep. He's telling him how to loosen up. He's like, open your eyes real wide. Like, something's wrong. <laughs> As oh. part of it. <laughs> he looks genuinely frightened in it. I just like that scene a lot. What is this? Oh, when... Uh, it's the step off scene. Step like, what, what makes mm-hmm. you kids mad? Like, what do you get mad at? And he's talking to the, the gayest kid on earth. He's like, what makes you mad? And he's like, you. He's like, no, no, no. Like, we're not sticking to the man right now. What, do you, what makes you mad? And he's like, you. You're tacky and I hate you. Because <laughs> he's That's obsessed with the movie, wardrobe. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, why are the teachers? Also, the kid also said his favorite uh, rock influence was Liza Minnelli. <laughs> he did. Yeah. He really is so gay. Um, <laughs> after they got a speech about the man, Miss Mullins is walking through the highway, and one kid goes, Miss Mullins, you're the man. And she, oh, yeah. And she goes, well, thank you, Frankie. <laughs> Not what he meant. <laughs> Touched by it. I also have a small note about, like, the teachers just in the cafeteria eating with the kids. Oh, yeah, nobody like they, does that. They got their own teacher table. There's not a lounge for them. Then the kids can just walk up as they please. Uh, That's how we did it. Is it? Yeah, teachers, they were not above us. They knew that. Marina had a directly... <laughs> she was like, no, we would, I would, that. We would, like, I would never. never... You wouldn't catch me dead eating with my kids, what she said. <laughs> she was directly against that. Um... <laughs> Put <laughs> Freddy dead as fuck when he's laying in the street. Oh, <laughs> uh, what else we got? Oh, you took the Miss Lemons must be on crack, huh, kids? Oh, this is uh, Miss Mullins talking with Jack Black. They get back from the beer. Okay. And he's singing. She goes, please stop that, you know? <laughs> yeah, he's screaming <laughs> in her ear. <laughs> But she goes, if anything, she's talking about the, the kids' parents and the, how mad they are. She's, if anything goes wrong, it's my head in the smasher. I don't know what the I smasher is. Yeah. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. They're all just going to yep. gang bang. Yep. If anything <laughs> goes Mullins. wrong with any of the kids. If anything goes wrong, she gets gang banged. <laughs> she gets They're going to rape, rape her punitively? <laughs> what? Rape her. No. <laughs> I hardly know. You said the joke. <laughs> any more quotes? There's an outfielder on the, the Billings, on the Billings Voyagers named Billings Mustangs named Jackson Raper. Yeah. yeah, that was why I brought it up because yeah, Brandon brought that up earlier. Um, my last one was just I forgot to write it in, but it was stupid ass. Yeah, it's stupid. We've ass. said it like four times already. All right. So that was it. So that is the end of our quotes. We had quite a bit there. Quotable film. So we're gonna do ratings. What do we think? Lucas Seth started on uh, budget. So, you're so I'll start, start again. Ratings. Oh shit! No, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, tomato meter. The Rotten we, Tomatoes. What do we think? Audience or critics are giving this on Rotten Tomatoes percentage. Are they raving? A ninety. A ninety-one. They are raving. I That's think. high for critics. What do you think? Seventy-nine. One of you guys is so <laughs> close. We begged for him <laughs> to bring it back, and now I hate it again. It's a ninety-two. Damn. Oh. Critics loved this on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Critics what do we this. think people are giving it on Tomato Meter? 95. 94. Oh my god. It's a 64. 
What? Are you serious? Really? And this is why I wanted to put this movie on the podcast, because oftentimes we have controversial takes on films, where both of these are still fresh movies, like, technically, but usually it's like, people are loving it, but critics hate it. It's your your Morbius, it's your Armageddon, it's like, people love these things. But this time, critics raved about this as an audience, as 92 and 64 is a large discrepancy. Critics are moshing at the School of Rock concert, Yeah, and the parents (laughs) are the parents from the movie, Exactly. come around at the end, but they still weren't big fans. So, now, critics <laughs> on IMDb, the Metascore out of 100. I'll say an 83. 89? One of you guys is so close. <laughs> Two. It's an 82. Damn. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Look at killing the ratings right now. And what do we think audiences gave this out of 10? The audience and they didn't like it as uh this is stuff. I'll say a seven point six for the audience. Is it out of hundred? Or is it seventy six? It's out of ten. I oh, said okay. out of ten. Oh, okay. Seven point six. Seven point three. One of you guys is so <laughs> close. He said it too quickly. It's a seven point two. Oh, Wow. Go me. Almost got it. It's still so weird that the audience score is so low. Critics, 92 and 82 for an average 87. Audience is 64 and 72 for an average of 68. What are we giving it, Seth? First watch. First watch for me. Um, Lasagna scale. Yeah, lasagna scale, naturally. Right, right, right. This isn't your stars rating. Um... I think this one's going to get a 6.9 from me. Oh. Yeah. It was, like, kind of fun. Jack Black was... Like Luke said a couple times, I'm sure he had a couple scenes where he just, like, was unleashed. Literally, not, like, figuratively. And gave him a couple improv setups. Um... I don't know, the music licensing they did a good job on. Like, they had some classics, but... Otherwise, it was just, like, every scene felt like it was self-contained and, like, set up within itself. Like, there was an obvious plot, but uh-huh. they didn't seem to connect a lot of the dots. Like, it was a natural progression to the end, but they didn't... Sorry, I keep rocking this chair around. They didn't flow into each other as, uh, as well as a bunch of other movies. So, I would say 6.9 is a good rating and also a great rating because, you know, nice. Okay, <laughs> nice. Lucas? Um, it's, it's tough because I think the, there's, it's, I, it's tough to do a perfect 10 movie, I think. I think that's, like, such an unobtainable goal that you want, like, all filmmakers and films to ostensibly chase the perfect 10, which, and if it's achieved, you know, then, like, what else are we trying to do if sure. it's achieved? On that note, I think I'm going to give this movie a 9.9 out of 10. It is that it is that close for me to being to being the perfect masterpiece of the movie. I think every every scene is both is like needed. There's no fat scenes. I think every scene is gold. I think Linklater only filmed every scene was just pure awesomeness. I think I don't know. This is a a tight, awesome, perfect, funny movie. 
9.9. You're so tight. I hate that I said that. Um, I think I'm not as high as you are, Lucas, but I'm not as low as you are, Seth. I think I'm right at that critic average of like an 8.7. Lucas, you said it really well that there is no... You're not trimming the fat on this. It's not overly lengthy. There were great motives in it or like themes that were taken through it. And it's like a family film that isn't like trying to be dumbed down to like the lowest common denominator or anything. Like it's it's quite poignant in a way and it's it, it, it is fun like you said. There are a lot of fun moments. I never find myself in the movie like oh this fucking thing again. Like I'm not it's not dragging or anything. So 8.7 it's for a family film if I were doing it just in that genre, it, it's a 10 out of 10. Objectively, overall, I think well, you it's... you can't do that. Yeah, no, I can't. This is, we're doing lasagna. Yeah. You guys yell at me every time yeah, I do I like, can't. Oh, for kids Yeah, movies. I can't. If, if it were, I would probably say 10 out of 10, but I can't. So I'm going to say like an 8.7. It's a high standard mark to reach amongst categories and amongst films in general. I think you guys are blinded by the siren song that is just Richard Linklater's name. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. I think a little bit. Um, and reviews. I don't know. I don't think... You just said I, he's, I, like, I really maybe your favorite director of think, all time. So yeah. he can do no wrong a, in your eyes. I think this movie contributes more to him being my favorite director than the, him being my favorite director contributes more to my score, if that makes sense. I think... It does make sense. One of the reasons he's one of my favorite directors is because I love this movie so much. Hmm. So still a bias. I was this just This is in, like, your one. top 20. Might be my top 10. It's... I, I don't know what you, people you could insane. cut out of this movie. I don't know. I think every scene you point out in this movie, I say that's, that scene is perfect or near perfect. <laughs> okay. Um, I've only got one critic for you guys today, critic review, and it's Roger Ebert. Oh. Critic. Chicago Sun-Times critic review says, School of Walk proves that <laughs> you don't. can make family film that's alive <laughs> and well-acted and smart and perceptive and funny. And that walks. 3.5 out of 4. You Do you want me to read it again normally so no, you can understand? I want to move on. That's okay. <laughs> 3.5 out of 4. That's a 7 out of 8 for an 87.5. <laughs> what the hell? Near perfect for him, too. Why would you say 7 out of 8? And why does he have the 4-star rating that's like his trademark <laughs> thing if he's going to do decimal points anyway? Well, 3.5 out of 4 is harder to so comprehend just than 7 8. Yeah. Oh, I guess the points, yeah. Yeah, he said 3.5. Yeah, but 3.5 oh, yeah. out of 4 is harder to compute mathematically than 7 eighths. I know that they're the same thing, but like... I just don't... It, it, all right. We've, we've waxed a lot of poetic about the, the rating scale. Yeah, yeah. And every time, too. user reviews, the first one that I've got for me today is The Little Songbird. Oh, I hate her. <laughs> On September 7th, 2009, she says, School of Rock is an enormously entertaining feel-good family film that is nigh on perfection. The story is great and doesn't preach in any way, and Jack Black, who I like, although I hated in The NeverEnding Story 3, which had him in and wasted him, is outstanding as Dewey Finn. Didn't even know that had sequels. (laughs) Joan Cusack gives a very good account of herself as the prim and proper headmistress, and all the children whom Dewey accidentally discovers their musical talents give strong performances, too. The soundtrack is awesome, and the script verges very often to hysterically funny, with some undertone of sensitivity. There are one or two slow bits in the middle half. Other than that, it's an exhilarating and hugely enjoyable comedy film. Nine out of ten. Oof. I don't want to get mad at people God, for enjoying like, God a kid's has spoken. movie. That's a, that's a pretty good 
point. What you're saying? I mean, if it if if it is a trash kids movie, like if we're talking Norm of the but, North, and somebody's giving it a ten out of ten, I'm yeah. they're like Rob Schneider's the best voice actor of all time. I'm going to roast uh, you th- on it. That's why I think. I think there's a pretty noticeable difference between kids movie and family movie, though. And I, I don't know. I oh, seem sure. to much prefer the family movies over the kids movies. I don't know. Like the Santa Claus. I don't know if I agree with that. Because I think the you're trying to pigeonhole kids movies into like they they can kind of only be like shitty films. No, I don't think that's the case. I feel like that's the but, separation between but kids more and family often than films. Not, maybe because yeah. the kids movie guessing on the criteria is just something that you throw on for your kids so they'll shut up and you can do your thing. Sure. Okay. And usually it's just something so it's, dumb it's not always that it though. catches kids' attention. I can't think of anything... Like, what would you say is a good kids' movie that Encanto. doesn't also qualify as a family movie? Uh, Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. That's such a good fucking movie. <laughs> it's a good movie. It's a really good example. Good job, Lucas. You got me. All right. Next one is Pokemon, by... the first movie. I don't think you could classify that as a family That's movie. That's true. I could. Maybe. <laughs> More kids. My, my family loved that. Next one. Anaconda-40658 on September 16th, 2015 says, School of Suck. Obviously, the screenplay (laughs) didn't have a manager. It's a celebration of music and the artists that contributed to make it rock. That would be great if it was a music academy, but unfortunately for Black, these kids live in reality. Behind the energy and music trivia is a film slowed down to writing presented many times before, just like some old love songs. Three out of ten. I kind of agree with some of that. I don't agree with three out of ten. No, not I, at all. I do appreciate. I feel like there's always an obligatory like pawn on the movie title. Like, School it's of like, sucks pretty good. Space chimps more like yeah. suck chimps. Yeah, it's always some sort of suck they <laughs> yeah. throw into the movie. Is it the School same guy every good. time? I don't know. That throws in suck. Uh, next up, I got Snoopy style. January twenty sixth, twenty fourteen. Snoop Dogg in the motherfucking house says Who? director Richard Link Cordell Broadus. director Richard Linklater and writer fan. Mike White have created a fun enjoyable film and Jack Black is at his best in this movie he's a slacker but he still has great likability and the Hardly kids include a kitty Miranda Cosgrove and some very talented real musical kids they are a great foil to Dewey cynicism there are some great rock music and then there is some standard band competition this is loads of fun 8 out of 10 a little more apropos. Our our two our two big guns, Lucas, have rated it pretty well. Yeah, um, I I think the 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 kids' performances were like top notch too, musically and acting, all pretty good. There were like yeah, two of them were good. Like Freddie killed it. Freddie killed. Freddie was good. Tamika was good. Miranda Cosgrove was good. Tamika was really bad sometimes. Zach was good. Zach was. What was Tamika bad? Tamika was, like, either really good or really bad. There were some times where, like, it was so clear that she was just reciting lines that she'd memorized, which is fine. She's a kid, but let's not say that it was, like, generational well, kind of acting. She's a character. not she's kind of a nervous. character. Yeah, she was a nervous yeah, she's girl. A nervous, the moments I'm talking fright. about, it was, like, her overcoming her nervous stage fright and, like, hey, guys, we've got to rally together, but those were the times when she let herself down. But in the nervous times, she would kind of kill the character. Okay. Uh, next up is a returner, hmm. Cost Mask. You guys kill me. July twenty first, two thousand nine. <laughs> while Jack Black is a Cosmask. while Jack Black was a pool of energy and was really involved in the making of this movie, which can be seen in the extras of the DVD, a Blu Ray, or whatever format will be next in the future. I still wasn't entertained as much as I hoped for. By far, not a bad movie, but just not really a funny one. To be more specific, there was only one scene where I was genuinely laughing. 
the touched by scene is all I'm saying. Watch the movie and you'll know what I mean. Despite all his efforts, it just seemed they tried to contain Jack, which is why I'm thinking the Tenacious D movie is quite funnier. Funnier. Although quite a bit more, let's say, strange in its storytelling. Five out of ten. It's in direct contrast Boo to what we've man. been saying. Yeah, everything is in direct contrast. Wait, we thought they unleashed Jack Black and let him have, like, maybe too much creative flow. <laughs> Also, I just, like, do you really need to say whatever format of watching movies will be in the future? Like, I agree with that wholeheartedly, absolutely. <laughs> He's ahead of his time. Because imagine you're reading these and you're like, I love watching this on VHS. We'd all be like, what a fucking old person. Yeah, I we would all true. be talking shit if that was what he said. Um, my next one is a long one by returner Lee Eisenberg. November 27, 2016. Writer of The Office, Lee Eisenberg. Writer? Yes, I hardly know him. Mm-hmm. Um... Every once in a while, there comes a piece of work focusing on disillusionment. Um, yes. How the Grinch show Christmas looks at the conversion of Christmas <laughs> from a religious festivity to a cynical excuse for frenzied commercialism. Michelangelo Anton- Antonioni's trilogy consisting of La Aventura, La Noche, and La Ecclise focuses on the alienation resulting from moder- modernity. And now Richard Linklater's School of Rock which looks at anger arising from the co-opting of pop culture. Jack Black plays a raucous, unambitious musician who poses as his friend uh, to take a position at a prestigious elementary school. He proceeds to teach the students about Rock's rebellious origins and how it got turned into a dumbed-down product. Soon he gets the class to form a band. In addition to his character, he gets the students to stick it to the man, his words. The movie also addresses the obsession that many parents have seeing their children be the best at everything. Joan Cusack's strict disciplinarian is the embodiment of this attitude. Basically, the movie is an excuse to have fun, and it succeeds in every way possible. True, the movie isn't a masterpiece, but it's not supposed to be. If you laugh while watching the movie, then it's done its job. Ten out of ten. That is exactly right, and I think it speaks to another larger point of why I like this movie, is it does have... You might, you may cite it, but it does have this theme of anti-establishment and of sort of bucking authority. And I think that does it the yeah, the, it's yes, it's the spirit of of rock and roll, and it's sort of I think that comes across really well in the movie, and that sort of spirit is preserved. I, I agree. I think it's really funny. I don't know how often this happens, but it's happened more than once for me to laugh at it. It's like whenever there's a critic review and Lucas is anticipating it's going to be on his side. He'll hear one buzzword like disillusionment and go, yes, hmm, yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I, I hear. That's the reason why I put this in here, though, is because I thought that he said some good things about how focusing on disillusionment and straying from the typical genre of things, like the cringe soul Christmas. I don't know any of these Italian ones, but like it's a very good point that he brought up. And I don't know. I think I think Seth. I, I, I stand by your 6.9. Like, it's... Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm not offended by that score at all. I think it's a totally reasonable score. Yeah. But I think you might look back at this film, like Seth... Or, like, Lucas and I have at some older films, and be like, I think I rated that too low. I doubt it. Like, we said that about Movie 43 the other day. We're like, I rated that too low. I think... I Yeah. I don't question myself very often. Just because I, I just know, you know... I'm yeah, the you know everything. truth of the yeah, world. Of course. I don't know everything, but no, you once know I everything. do know something. Yeah. Um, next, by returner CC the Movie Man-1, July 21st, 2006, he says, Black is beautiful. Well, animated. <laughs> well, animated, at least. I guess this is, what, this is what they call a cute movie. It was that and a good performance by the lead actor, Jack know? Black. 
who puts a lot of energy into this role. Black Knight only puts everything he has into the role, but he's so animated, he's a real trip. I don't know if multiple viewings would make a character wear thin, but it wouldn't surprise me. Most of the kids in here are likable, and much of the music is good, too. The point, bad points are the normal Hollywood garbage of giving young kids the wrong messages. It's cool to be rebellious against strict parents, and it's cool to use profanity. Give me a break. <laughs> Worth a rental for the entertainment, but not a purchase to support fucking wrong messages for your kids. I know that won't be a popular statement here at MDB. However... I did enjoy the film. Six out of ten. <laughs> kind of Seth's spots to a T. Yeah. I, <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I, <laughs> that's close to my rating. I did want to say about the anti-establishment thing, because you were so against the man. Uh-huh. I think it's more a point of how important sympathy is than it is anti-establishment. Okay. Because at first the man is Miss Mullins. Yeah. You end up sympathizing with her. She didn't want to be thrown into that. The parents of the man next... And they end up sympathizing with their own kids, being like, oh, we were in the wrong. And we shouldn't punish those in a position of power, but also, like, fuck the man, because I am. Yeah. Yeah. And my last one today is by Jazzaroonie. Yeah. April April 19, 2013. They say, my five points. One, Jack Black is not funny. Two, rock music is a limited format, unlike classical. Jesus Especially the 70s varieties. (laughs) And please stop playing Jimi Hendrix when you want to be relevant. Three... Can we please stop thinking of Chicago as a cool city? It's fucking not. <laughs> Four. Very little Chicago references. Four. Most of the scenes from this film are implausible. Rock sets are not allowed in buildings built in 1890. Five. If you have any issues with my review, please send your feedback to some old piece of shit like yourself at Johnny Fever. <laughs> Appreciating the 21st century, the rock hater. One out of ten. Their fifth point about the movie was if you have a problem with my points <laughs> about the movie. That's funny. <laughs> they didn't mention Chicago at all. I don't remember. I didn't know it was Rock in Chicago. Is a limited musical just now. Well, that is yeah, the end here. Times, Are we yeah. recommending this, Seth? Me? Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, no, because, like I said, most people I know have seen this and they love it, which is why I'm so confused about how low that audience score was. Um, but yeah, I'd recommend it. It's still, like, fun. Yeah. Lucas, we're... I don't think you and I need to say anything else. Like, of course we're recommending this film. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a masterpiece. It's for all... And an achievement in filmmaking. For all ages, for really anybody, you can you can watch it, you will enjoy it, most likely, unless you're Jazzaroonie. Um, this... I'll, I'll leave with this point. I'll say that I don't know if I've ever seen a movie with as much heart as there is in this movie. There's a lot of heart. God, what? There is a lot of heart. I enjoy this movie, but, like, with how much you guys are talking it up, it's making me sound like I am entirely against it like i'm the devil <laughs> and you're not no not at all. school of rock i just i'm um, very effusive in my praise for school of rock you absolutely are i just feel like what it's about school of cock who i appraise now that's a movie i probably wouldn't watch <laughs> well that's gonna be the end here um still a long one but not three hours um Thank you guys for joining me today. We're sorry, everybody. Yeah, we're we still sorry. sorry. And next week, we're going to be doing an action film called Stealth from the mid-2000s. Shit. It's got, like, Jamie Foxx in it, I believe. Um, oh, shit. And there's a reason why I picked it. Um, so we'll just have to... Because it's a movie. We'll, yeah, it's because it's a movie. <laughs> so you'll just have to find out why the reason I picked it next week. Keep you on a cliffhanger. And Damn. with that, we're going to bid you adieu.
Skadoosh. Love you, bye. Thank you for listening to The Good, The Bad, and The Movies. If you like the show, please like and follow us on Anchor and any other podcast sites we are located on. We would love to hear your feedback, so please leave us comments and reviews on our Instagram and Facebook pages at The Good, The Bad, The Movies. We will be back next week to deep dive into more movies. And remember, if it's it's good good and it's bad, it's it's probably probably the movies. movies.